wait, 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 wait. Destructoid is still a website that exists? Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And two, it's 2016, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Devin is making video games, and Destructoid still exists. <laughs> so Destructoid has rated or ranked every Amiibo, uh, theoretically, mm-hmm. into a list of from worst, I'm holding Bowser, to best, which is Luigi, of uh, what, uh, how Amiibos would be if they were butt plugs. <laughs> so... Th- <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the 110th episode of Gameware Express. We are Baton Rouge's longest-running video game podcast. My name is Adam Arinder, and it is Friday, January the 8th, 2016. Neil Bonham is here with me to my right. I really enjoyed that point you did to yourself. You're welcome. <laughs> I am me. Stephen Martin across the table. Hello. Vaughn Venters to my left. You know, these dark chocolate espresso beans... Combined with this angry orchard that I'm drinking right now, it's so good. Why can't I hear you, Vaughn? Hold on. Vaughn's going to be in a good place here in a minute. My there we go. Vaughn Venters at the table, and his mic is now plugged in. Yeah, why are you messing with my microphone? It's all good. <laughs> it died. It's okay. <laughs> you know, at, at the end of last week's show, I promised we were going to start having more guests on the show, and I delivered all the way from Metairie? New, or- or Metairie. New, New Orleans. Orleans. His third time on the show. Papa Gameware himself, Mr. Oh. Scott Bezdek, is back. Oh, hello. Thanks for having me, man. You're, you're the only one at this table who has children. That's and right. And you right. have been a Gameware before any of us. Second employee. Yeah. Minus boss. That doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Gameware. Dang, How are you, Scott? Great, man. Glad to... Uh, I love my kids, but I'm glad to be here instead of putting them to bed right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to have you on. We didn't have you on at all in 2015, and that made me sad. Yeah, I, we tried a couple times, but yeah. Just, yeah, not always easy to get it up here. But kicking off the new year right, we got a packed table and buckling. This will probably, probably be, a, be a trek, but we'll start off every show like we do with our intro question, and we're just going to like you know, clear the elephant in the room right now. I'm not going to do the news music because we're going to do news later, but we're going to start with the biggest news story, I'd say, of the of the week this week. With the millennium. Vir- the millennium. Willennium. No. Virtual, re- back. virtual reality. You know, 2016 I- is a leap year. It is. 366 <laughs> days of it. Thank drink, you, Vaughn. Drink that beer. <laughs> <laughs> so Oculus Rift pre-orders went live this week, and the price was unveiled at 599 US dollars. Whoa, don't try to undercut it. Let's just say 600 <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying what the website says. I think says. 599 US dollars has more gravitas, especially in this industry. <laughs> Real? Oh, yeah. 599 US dollars? Come on. Steven does know retail, on, guys. <laughs> so, this week's intro question... What do you think? This is our first, like our first pricing point for these VR headsets. 2016 is the uh, year of VR, they say. So, Scott, as our guest, take it no. away. <laughs> um, well, I think that's uh, a little pricier than you would hope. Right. But, um, you know, listening to you guys in the past, uh, whatever year or so, talking about it when VR came up, I know that not everyone's like hardcore on board, but uh, I'm pretty excited about VR. So, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the greatest price to get kind of a, a chance at uh, getting a, a good out-the-gate like, user base yeah, or whatever, yeah. but people with uh, disposable income, people who are hardcore gamers, you know, I think 
I think it will be enough mm-hmm. to uh, get what Facebook and Oculus and anyone involved needs to get from it. Um, I know I'm not going to buy an Oculus, but it's not because of the price. Mm-hmm. It's because I don't have a PC that could run it. That's the other big step. Not only is the headset $600, you need almost a 1000 to $1,200 rig. Right, just to uh, play it. Hello, you also need like a table and a house. <laughs> I mean, the hidden costs were just hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Anybody minus <laughs> people in giant cities who's gonna spend six hundred bucks probably has yeah, a house. Can I go to the library with my yeah. Oculus or, and just like <laughs> use yeah. their table? Does the library have a beefy enough computer? Check, to no, no, I'll bring my computer to the library. <laughs> let's. Not, You're just worried about the table. Let's not. You know, tables are expensive. You know. <laughs> let's at, at least admit. You know that. This is not meant for a Christmas gift. This is for big men, men children like us. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Are, you just are going to love games, and if that's you know something that you know is done well, that we're all on board. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of if it's going to win or where it's going to get that point. But you know, six hundred bucks is steep, but mostly it's going to be thirty-year-old people, right. You know, and above that are going to mm-hmm. buy this thing. So it almost makes me it wish makes sense. You get a dev kit because dev kits were four hundred. Yeah, I wish I would have backed it. <laughs> if you backed it, the backers are getting it for free. free. Yeah. yeah. So, welcome to the show, Scott Steven. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Seriously, I'm just... five ninety nine for the it's, Oculus. What? How do you think about that? I think that's right. I don't I like. So. Why would you sell it for less and you can't sell it for more? I mean, mm-hmm. I was I've been saying the whole time that this has to be expensive and it's good that it is. Right, because right? you don't want a, a, like a cheap shitty. Yeah, I have VR a virtual solution. boy already. <laughs> right. So I don't need I don't need a cardboard. I, the cardboard thing. I guess that's people like that. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm doing VR and I'm the guinea pig and I'm the Early adopter. And we are. And we are. <laughs> you know, I, I want to play Lucky's Tale in Glorious whatever. I want to expend so much <laughs> 90 money 90 frames on that. per second? And people, people, people are going to buy this for what? Mm-hmm. For I, I mean, I know it's not coming out tomorrow, but... I could play Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes yeah, in virtual I reality could, now. I could, I could watch a movie in the yeah. virtual theater, I guess. You could watch something else. Don't... Yeah, oh, you better believe I will. <laughs> um, but don't... Doesn't a, a thing that's launching like a system? Doesn't it need like a marquee thing that Rock people... Band VR? Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, that's a thing. But where, where's Half Life Three? I thought that right. was coming well, out with I don't us. Want Half Life Three. Well, if you I don't, don't, I don't want Half Life Three. I want uh, actually exclusive to the PlayStation one, which I will be getting because I do have a PlayStation. Uh, Hypercube. What is that? I don't even Hypercube know what that is. is the second game. By Phil Fish. I know you like that Phil nobody Fish. that nobody even knows about. Nobody knows about that. Uh, it's like Frog Fractions. Too. How do you know about it? Because I've watched. Well, <laughs> he reads Phil's blog. I get I get I get emails sent directly <laughs> yeah. from Mister. No. <laughs> oh, no, you but, get emails. I get like letters that no, are typed. On I follow a lot of indie people on Twitter, and that's how I get most of my games. Because this indie developer said, "Oh, have y'all checked out this?" And uh, but Sony had a real for at one of their, mm-hmm. I think, the PlayStation. Um, press conference or whatever, but uh, that's a puzzle game where you're floating in space, rotating uh, three-dimensional cubes in space and time. Like it's, like it's almost like it's like Tetris, Tetris but yeah. way more complicated. You know, it, Virtual Boy had looks, a game like that. Did you see the Fez Two trailer when it was announced? No. Yeah, it had like this very like '70s like Tron vector graphic mm-hmm. style to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like he put all that on this. And actually, I remember seeing videos of this. He he worked on this game like when he was young and just kind of put on the back burner. Um, hmm. It looks awesome, and everyone who's played it said it's pretty awesome. It's just it's something you wouldn't experience any other way. Is um, I don't want Half Life Three? Is, I want weird stuff. Yeah, I would rather weird stuff too. I've like actually, Rez, I think yeah. I've said on the show that if Half Life Three came out, I actually wouldn't play it because mm-hmm. it's just. I mean, what is Half Life Three? I don't know. What would it be? When I played Half Life Two on Oculus, it was pretty amazing. Well, that's true. I mean, like, give me. But it, it, it just added me, a whole another element to it, a game that I had played a lot. Like, I was never 
ducking and covering right. in Half-Life 2. Well, if you don't shoehorn, like, forced motion stuff into it, like, if you give me a controller and I'm controlling like you normally do, but I can mm -hmm. also look around as I please, plus... F1. You want, like, yeah. an F1 game? Yeah, like, then I'm, I don't mind playing stuff that's already established on a regular mm -hmm. system. Um, I actually was joking with Adam, like, can I just boot up DOS games in this yeah. and just have, like, a big... Give me, like, old-school Might and Magic that you just, like, scroll forward, you know? Un Ultima Underworld. Yeah, like, you know. something like that, just being... Immersed in having like no sensory perception of the outside world. How much? How much like VR does they have to sell for this to be successful? Does it? Do you have to put out a press release saying we sold a million? Who cares? What does it matter? It, it would help, I think, with their third-party developers because I feel like at this price point, developers are the ones kind of getting boned because that's a lot less user base. I'm sure they were expecting for your VR game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if they're putting all, the, if you're an indie dev and putting all your life savings into like a VR game because you think it's going to be the future, and all of a sudden six hundred dollars drives a bunch of people away, that doesn't look good for you either. So you're saying Harmonix should have never made a Connect game? That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> or it could be the other way where like Harmonix had the only Connect game you should buy. So maybe right. like one of these. Uh, there were like, like four. You, yeah, <laughs> there were. It, Double Fine's Connect game was pretty yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. And then Gunstringer. Gunstringer. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, three. three yeah. <laughs> so it's Gunstringer had that mad dog. Yeah, thing, that little like that. expansion. Yeah. Wavy two man. Welcome to the show, Steven. What was ne the question? I already got you. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of forgot the question, too, <laughs> honestly. How do you feel about the Oculus? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's a lot. It's Oculus is not going to be something I dive into. Um, mm -hmm. A, because I don't have a PC to play it on, but... Mm -hmm. Um, I I'm definitely interested into seeing what uh, Morpheus is gonna come out as yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I think if you have a re I'm, like, I don't know. I'd, well, it, I'm very interested in VR. I'm not really. I, I'm with Steven. Like, I believe this price point is right, and it does need to be high. But mm -hmm. I don't really want to pay it. Right. I'll gladly wait for the technology to kind of like drop in price mm -hmm. before I get it. But I, I kind of wonder what kind of co competition it's gonna you know put Sony into like are they going to come out and announce this at, at $400 for mm -hmm. Morpheus or I, I, whatever PlayStation VR I guess is the official title now. Well the yeah. thing is like I know a lot of people are speculating now because HTC 5 the one Valve is partnered with like that's fancier and has more shit than the Oculus does for what people are expecting how as high is that going to be $800 $900 and then with Sony's for PlayStation VR I feel like they have to come in lower because that console market when when it, your your headset can't be more than the console, like it can't, right? Like who's gonna go buy a three hundred fifty dollar PlayStation and buy a four hundred dollar headset? This is VR. That the rules aren't written. I don't think you can. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can make a PlayStation VR for three hundred dollars. I don't think so either. So it, it's another one of those things where it's like you can't price everybody out, but you don't want a cheap piece of shit. But I know that the PlayStation VR is supposed to come with a separate box because you need extra processing power because the PS4 can't. But also with the headset. a company like Sony, you know, they're used to releasing hardware at a loss. Right. Like that's, and they that's, shouldn't. And no. They shouldn't I, do that. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. you're right. But, I mean, were people going to pay $900 for no. a PlayStation 3? No. no. <laughs> Only a few. Well, Oculus, yeah, so, Oculus came out and said, Palmer Lucky, the CEO of Oculus, came out and said they're basically releasing these things at cost. He said that months ago. When right. he, and he said it was going to be $350. Yeah, he said the ballpark of $350. That was another statement that he kind of got reamed for and he did an AMA on Reddit and yeah. like he like owned up to all the mishaps like respect for him at least because he mean, people just need to stop getting so butthurt about like things that people say early on yeah. like it's early on of course they're like speculating like what they could possibly do it for but mm -hmm. shit changes right. a lot things you know? get more expensive you want it to run correctly like he keeps talking about how you know the IP the like the 
the screens and stuff are like so high density, and that's what's like the main expensive pieces and all this. Other I think stuff. that that's the problem with PlayStation VR, right? Is the screen door effect that people don't like mm-hmm. is that the screens are not as good as yeah, Oculus, right? Exactly. I think they also had to add money to the cost to put the uh, year's worth of uh, anti pink eye medicine. <laughs> <laughs> kind of squirts out every once in a while as a mist. Well, a lot of people also like calling them out on it because if you for six hundred dollars you get two games. E Valkyrie and Lucky's Tale. You get an Xbox One controller. Yeah. You get the it's remote. The Lucky Palmer you get the, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you get. I didn't know there was like a camera sensor thing with it too. So I mean, all that's like included. A, what kind? What kind of camera is it? Like a. I don't know if it's not like a camera. It's like this weird like sensor. It kind of looks like a a microphone without the. So you're you're microphone. saying you get like two hundred dollars worth of software and accessories with this thing? Not necessarily. A lot of people are saying like, why why include that? Why just take that shit out and bring the price down? But he was saying but that the hardware is still the microphone. He, he was saying that like you know Xbox controllers nothing. Those headphones are nothing. Those right. games are nothing. The 600 is still straight up the hardware. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. They're throwing in. If the you stuff take all that other shit out, it might be like 570. You yeah. know, hey, like, that's money saved. That's true. Uh, Vaughn. Man, I ain't paying for that shit. <laughs> Why not? I don't even have a PC that can like use it. And that's all. It seems to be a lot of people's issue with it. I think it's quite pricey. Maybe like 500 would be nice. Why can't I hear you, Vaughn? You keep destroying my microphone. Like what? What's what's happening here? Hold on. I understand. Yo. Technical difficulties. Well, te- technical difficulties. Yeah, we'll be right back. Hold on. My microphone is destroyed. Be right back. You there, Vaughn? You with us? Yeah, I'm here. There we go. Okay, sorry about that, y'all. All right, so okay, Oculus, five ninety nine. Oh, uh, I think it's pricey. You think it's pricey? I know you're saying your computer. I don't even have a PC that can use it, so that that seems to be the general thing going around. Um, I do have a computer that will run it, and I can we come over and pay? $5? Yeah, put my <laughs> pre-order in for it for some unknown reason. I feel like five hundred would be a much more fair price. Well, going into like it, like over five hundred is just bleh. I don't know. I feel like I'm just a victim of the hype because when Steven first texted me, it was six hundred. I was like, "Fuck no!" Because in my head, I was thinking like, if it's less than three hundred, immediately. If it's four hundred, I'll probably do it. Five hundred, I have to think. Six seemed a little high, but I don't know. I like new shiny things. So I thought this was mad. Not <laughs> you're funny, and I really enjoyed. Oh, well, that's worth the price. Yeah. I really enjoyed like the 10 minute demo of E Valkyrie I had at E3 again. That that's year. that was my favorite VR demo. And I think because that this is weird as this sounds, because that was packaged in, I said fuck it, why not? So you saw the intrinsic value of the yeah the one free content. game that's probably like fifteen dollars. And there are other games like I want to do want to check out in VR. I think Have you seen okay. the classic Aquarium or something like that? What's is that? it like Insane Aquarium? I love that. Uh, no, you play like a, a dolphin inside a school. Of other dolphins, and your whole <laughs> thing is to get through the day of I think, school, um, and oh, you like have to cheat off of other dolphins' tests, <laughs> but your teacher can't see you leaning over and stuff like that. So you're just sitting at a desk the whole time, and you're just trying to like that get all great. the answers off. I can't of wait to see the videos of people falling out of their chairs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's just one of those things too, where it's like y- y- y'all cannot come over and play it. It's just a twenty dollar cover, exactly. And <laughs> you're making money. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing: people, there are going to be adopters, and there's obviously going to be people who wait, and people who have no interest at all. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to succeed in the uh, the gaming market because 
Mm-hmm. They got the reason Facebook bought this thing is it's bigger. Yes, it's bigger than gaming. Is just kind of the first pornography. Front. Well, yeah, <laughs> but no, it's more like. Um, did you see the video on? The, and this I saw one of all the, those uh, videos. <laughs> this was a while ago, and this was one of the uh, on one of the TK, well, like the second or third, like before it was even like high res, I think, or it might have been Crystal Cove or whatever it was called. The um, the model where it did finally go high res of um, a guy who had a development kit. And downloaded one of the uh, demos and played it for his father, mm-hmm. who and his father had always dreamed of being an astronaut. Oh, Did right. you see that one? Mm-mm. And, oh, um, yeah. So he taped this video of his dad, who had never put one on, and it's not even like a controllable demo. You just can kind of look around, right. and it recreated the one of the Apollo launches and landing on the moon. That's really cool. And his father was crying. Wow, um, wow. Yeah, like, you know, he was like, th- he was like thank you, son. You right. Know? I'm just saying there's therapeutic thing. This is going to be in hospitals, you know, psychological yeah. benefit. Um, it's bigger than that. We're just the first yeah. people to, that are going to get it first, are mainly right. for games. Obviously, right. it comes with the Xbox controller and has two games. And, of but. course, so, we rightfully so have to rip it a new asshole. That's right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just like anything new. Right, but, you know, I mean, just as far as, like, 600, is it going to doom it? No. I mean, no. it may not fly and become oh, this sure. huge thing. But well, it doesn't have to. But it's to. not like... It doesn't have to. Well, yeah, it doesn't right. have to is what I'm saying. Considering yeah. it's the first batch of pre-orders launches on March 28th. Mine, I'm not getting mine until May. Yeah. So obviously enough people pre-ordered it to push it back two months. Well, but yeah. maybe, I mean, maybe you control that. Maybe you only release, it doesn't matter how many pre-orders you got, maybe you uh, knew you were only going to put Nintendo. out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, also, again, in his uh, Palmer Lucky's AMA, he said that he they are releasing a very limited quantity to limited stores in April. But it doesn't come with any of the pack-ins that you get for pre-ordering it. And by pre-ordering it, you get your spot in line for the Touch, which doesn't come out until the second half of the year. And who knows how much that thing is going to cost, the Touch controllers. 599 US <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. I have that like weird peaked interest in VR, and I've enjoyed the times I've played it at E3. Will this turn into another? I paid six hundred dollars for this. I used it twice, and that was full. Cool. Wait, that happened to you before? <laughs> you had another situation where you paid six hundred dollars. Well, I bought the Connect for one hundred and fifty. Used it like twice. That's not I know something you paid five hundred dollars for it four times as much. Dude. I didn't pay five hundred for my Xbox. So. No, he's talking about my twentieth anniversary. Yeah, PS4. but you don't touch that. <laughs> you need to put that in a like a shadow box. <laughs> Hang it up. <laughs> It's also that Pikachu 3DS. I would touch it in all the wrong places. (laughs) I also haven't opened that. That was $200. I haven't opened that one either. I have a second uh, question. Yeah. Okay, if you had a a VR right now, what would you want to experience? Um, It doesn't have to be a game. What would you want to see or experience? Anything. I really want to play Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes in VR. Yeah, you said that earlier. I really want to do that roller coaster demo. Yeah, that'd be cool. That was just incredible how it completely tricked my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I already own a VR game. Yeah. Because I, I backed a Kickstarter and it wasn't even meant to be a VR, but then it was right when VR was kind of picking up steam. Mm-hmm. And the guy turned it into VR, and anyone who has the game can re get it or whatever when the VR version now is called Sound Self. And uh, I played it in the Oculus when I went to E3 with you, Adam. Right. What was that, a few years ago? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was pretty mind blowing. And that's really a music uh, visualizer. Mm-hmm. But where uh, what you do in the mic controls the visualizer. So if you start chanting, humming, wow. singing, it completely morphs what's going on in this like giant. You ever seen 2001? Like when mm-hmm. they're traversing through whatever transition into the next step of evolution. It's like that. You know, it's just it's really insane. And you kind of like I was a five minute demo, and I thought I was in there for about 30 seconds. Wow! Wow! I was like, what? What? 
I know. Taking the helmet off? <laughs> I was like, I backed this thing. That right. Back on. <laughs> they need to start sending some acid with these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just, anything in space, I think would be cool. Like, like Eve Valkyrie, I, I said that. And then, like, what's that game made by the Gone Home people that's, like, in space? Tacoma. Yeah, is that supposed to be a VR game? Because that seems like that would be a pretty cool VR yeah, game. I, I don't know if that is. Uh, but, yeah, I, would, um, I like space. I'd want to see the Earth rise from the moon. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd want to see. Well, the, the movie Gravity, if y'all have seen that. Mm-hmm. I haven't the, seen it yet. The, okay. Or well, it, it, I'm not going to spoil anything. But Don't the, spoil it. It's in space. I knew about that. <laughs> the opening scene starts with like the silence of space, and you see the Earth, and it's yeah. just huge. Mm-hmm. And then it just stays on that shot of it slowly rotating, and then it zooms in slowly, and you realize the whole time you've been actually looking at the space shuttle but it, it was such a grand scope you couldn't see it until it kind of slowly zoomed in and they keep zooming in until you see a person floating you know, tethered to it as she's working on the ship. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was like, Speed. you know, I got so lost into the beauty and how big it was and, I'm, mm-hmm. and then when it zoomed in her, I was like, I feel tiny. Yes. And yeah. I want to I feel tiny. I, wanna, I want that insignificance. Yeah. But, yeah. That's what people were saying about the Res demo is that like you play Res, but it feels like vast. You feel like you're in this giant, giant space. Yeah, and you, you know you would never get that. That's something I'm, I'm worried about by jumping on Oculus now. Is like there were a lot of cool looking demos at the PlayStation Experience for PlayStation VR, and I don't know if all of those are exclusive because I don't want to buy two of these fucking things. You know, like right. Res. Res looked really cool. Hundred foot robot golf looks stupid. Which is and, by the people that made Roundabout, who used to be from um, oh god the the Gunstringer people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how Valve slash HTC and Sony with the PlayStation VR respond to this because it could be another one of those things where Microsoft did the Xbox One at 500 and six hours later Sony came in with the PS4 and did it for 400. You know, like I just think it's a different market. I don't think mm-hmm. uh, I don't think you have to, you know, right? I don't think I don't think their price announcement has anything to do with what Sony's planning on doing. You don't think so? I think yeah. it's data for them to collect and look at, but right because I mean. You can see, get those reactions because they already experienced those reactions with the PS3. Same price, you know? I would think PlayStation VR is kind of in a market where they're not really competing with the other ones. They're not. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. They're the only console people doing it. But like Valve HTC. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's the, May, right. the, the Vive. That's, to, but the yeah. Vive is also different because that's like, let's set up cameras in my entire room and get up and like move around and shit, where most people don't. I have a back room that is clearly empty, so I could have room for that. Get the, the most Vive, people. get a golf game work my backstroke. <laughs> They're going to release it for 200 No, that an is excavation not. excavation game. Of course, I could do that I on my Wii U. <laughs> all the low prices they've been doing lately. That's true. That's true. So I guess we'll see more when it officially comes out. The Oculus is being kind of um, dodgy when it comes to specs on the headset, which is kind of six hundred dollars. What kind of specs does this shit have? And yeah, they're not saying it. They're, and yeah, again, we're not going to say anything. It's all good. It's all relative to your computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's even a, there's even a thing on the pre-order page for you to download and run to see if your computer can like support Oculus. I had green checks all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I guess let's uh, let's get into what we've been playing. Scott, I knew you were coming like <laughs> two days ago, so I did my best to play some indie games nice. this week. I know that nice. is your forte. Or in the Blind Forge? No, I didn't get to chance Damn to play it, that man. one. Damn it, man. I can tell you that game's good. I know. <laughs> I know, Vaughn. I'll lead off this week. I never get to lead off. I'll lead off. I'm sure Scott's played all the games I've played. But I got further into Undertale. Okay. Um, 
this week. Vaughn, you've been wanting me to play that. It's a, it's a, it's a good one. I'm, <laughs> I'm maybe halfway through at this point. I hear it's like two and a half hours. Well, what 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 section? I'm in the waterfall. Sure. I, like I just yeah, beat the waterfall area. That training dummy, like the garbage training dummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that boss. How is that? Like halfway, maybe. I'm like three hours in. I played it all so close together that okay, it all kind it of kind of blurs, together. you know. But that game, I don't know. Obviously, it has a lot of hype. I've seen a lot of it on Twitter. I know Tumblr's freaking out on it. Everyone seems to be loving Undertale. The music's fantastic. Let's start off with that. I love the music in that game. But there's some points I really am enjoying my time with Undertale. The humor's good. The dialogue's good. And then there are other points it just feels like such a slog, and I don't want to play it anymore. And it just seems like back and forth. And I don't know. It's just 30 minutes at a time, I'm loving it. And 30 minutes at a time, I'm like, I don't want to play this game. Let me tell you what Undertale is. (laughs) Okay. Undertale... Um, is a incredibly attractive girl that isn't your killer model, mm-hmm. but she's cute and she's special. Okay. And you have to take it slow with her. Okay. Get to know her <laughs> to see what the true treasure is. Okay. It's a slow burn. Slow burn, yeah. Uh, but the time spent with it in the beginning pay off if... It goes. It, it goes somewhere special. Okay. And I think it's going to hit most people like us mm-hmm. in a very unique way, but not necessarily. So it's either going to be like, okay, that was cool, that was clever. I I kind of see what they're doing. Yeah. Or you're like, wow, that was something I've never really seen before. Yeah, that first hour is definitely a slow burn. I read or heard that that there's like one guy I think who made this game. Toby. Yeah. Or... He made that for like kickstarters or something like that first little section right right and then i could tell because i played that two months ago and i wasn't a big fan right so i kind of stopped and when i picked it back up a few days ago i was starting to get into it I'm like all right i can see this like I, I see it's kind of a shift in the stuff the puzzles are getting more complex and more fun but and then i got to that waterfall part and i was not digging that at all and then i actually just got to this like village with like the the doge memes or something oh, yeah. those things now you make me not want to play this game <laughs> yeah they're what if you're a fan of earthbound you would definitely like this game i just don't like doge that, yeah, I mean, but, you can you can fight past it i'm sure but but i don't know i'm playing it it's I, it's really hard to have a discussion about this game without yeah talking about what it does at the end no yeah exactly and um i don't want to do you either have to I, have you know faith mm-hmm. and trust people that you think you have similar taste with Oh, I plan, or, or, I plan or, on finishing you know, it. Yeah, yeah. Finish I, it, and then I still don't know how you're going to feel. I think you're going to like right. it. I don't know if you're going to like it as much. I think that's the thing. Most people at this table, I think, would really like it. It's just a matter of if the hype overdid it for it. I, I want to. I want. I wanted to finish it before this. Before the show. Before this recording. It's just such a slog. I couldn't. Like I after like 45 minutes, I'm like I have to go do something else. Like yeah. I just can't sit here and keep playing this. Did you play Pacifist or Genocide? Well, see, that's the thing is that, or did you? You're not. I mean, I didn't. I I stayed clear of all spoiler stuff, so okay. I didn't know there was an option, and that that kind of plays into the ending, you know, okay. like as far as like. Well, because in the combat, you can either fight people or you can talk your way out of all your fights. Right. And that's okay. Let me rephrase that. I've heard those things because I've seen people talk about it. About, but basically, when I started playing the game, when I learned you did not have to fight people. Right. This I is, did this not is fight a people. kind of spoiler for anyone who doesn't hasn't played it and has actually managed to stay clear of like end of the game. Okay. Uh, end of the year yeah, discussions. This game, to me, this is how out of the loop in some news I am. I had no idea this game had hype. Right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Well, so the, the thing is that uh, since it's all out there in, in the back, when I played it, I'd stayed clear enough of 
playing through it, I I didn't realize that there were ways to talk your way out of every because I tried actually when mm-hmm. I first got in there. I'm like, and it wasn't trying to not fight. Yeah. But there are options to get funny dialogue. Yes. Uh, they say quirk, quirky things and mm-hmm. funny things, and it's like you know, you know, you try to like uh, compliment an enemy, and they're like, you know, I'm too busy stabbing your face to, com-. you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like whatever's funny. And some people are like, oh, thank you, and I actually did talk my way out of a few, but I didn't see a pattern, and there, mm. there kind of isn't like it's different for every character, right? Right. How you don't fight them, yeah. And it wasn't until I got to the end that there's a big conversation about how you know. You can you can you can do that, right? And so I didn't know that until I got to the end that I didn't think it was feasible because I tried like five or six ways on certain people, like every option I could think of, and it didn't get me out of a fight. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you might have to. Well, there's some that you have to be very persistent. Persistent, right? So I didn't know that mm-hmm. until I finished the game, and and I haven't gone back to play that right. way. But in the combat itself is so unique because you're, it's not like turn based. Well, it's turn based. Well, it is, but it's, it's turn based. But you're being active because you. you you're a little heart in a box, and like things are getting thrown at you. It's turn-based in the strictest term of the, it sounded the, deep. the phrase, <laughs> but your attacks are a rhythm game. See, yeah, I've, see, I have an attack, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> your attacks are similar to a rhythm game, and being attacked is a um, kind of bullet a, hell. Yeah, like dodge. bullet hell. It's bullet hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even shooting, it's just dodging. Yeah. Dodging stuff. And every character you fight is a different. Yeah. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the amount of thought that went into this game right but anyways yeah but no I, it's weird it's a weird it, game. it's a weird it's a weird game and i want to finish it it's just and i was like it's only five or six hours like i can just sit down and just get through this but i i didn't have a hard time getting through it. through it i didn't even have to truck through it like it's it slowly at worst in the beginning it was like i wonder where this is going i could be playing destiny <laughs> yep uh but by, by the time i got to where you were and, i was i was intrigued enough mm-hmm. And having enough fun with the conversations with the characters right. that I'm like, I'm enjoying this. And then in the last, like, maybe fourth of the game, I was like, oh, I love this. And then the very end is really good. That's what I keep hearing. So I want, I want to keep going. But we won't talk about it anymore, yeah. except the music is great. But another game that I've played that has great music is Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yep, I started that up because I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about how great the music was. So I decided I want to check it out. I missed it on the Steam sale like oh, two weeks ago, so I'm really upset about that. So I paid the full fifteen dollars for it. Steven, did you play that? I tried to get you. I think I sent you a text when I bought that on early access like a year ago, being like, "This seems like exactly the kind of game you would like because it's I, rhythm, it's cute." I haven't played it yet. I should. It's it's a it's a roguelike where you're going through this dungeon. But there's music playing, and you can only move each square on the beats of the music. And the enemies also move and beat with the music, so you have to move into their squares. And they all different patterns. And they all different patterns, and they all have different ways you can kill them. So it's kind of like a like a Laura Croft Go or a Hitman Go almost, because yeah. when you move, they move, and you have to intersect them to beat them. But it has to be in time with the music. Because if you if you keep in time with the music, you get a coin multiplier that goes up when you kill your enemies, and then like the ground turns into like a disco, and like there's like lights on the ground that blink and move when you move. And, and the music's you, really good. Yeah, if you go off beats, then that all goes away, which is kind of depressing. Right. But as you you know, it's kind of like Rogue Legacy, where you're you're going through the dungeon, obviously trying to get lower and lower. And as you're killing enemies, you get coins, and if you find shops in the dungeon, you can spend those coins on things. And then if you collect diamonds, that's what you have to spend when you die to like permanently level yourself up, 
kind of like in Rogue in Rogue Legacy when you spend your coins, you know, at the start of the castle. And I assume, yeah, all the dungeons are procedurally generated. When I I haven't played it since it was in early early access, and they had mm-hmm. like two levels. Oh, really? So I haven't even. Well, I've only I played. I've yeah. gotten through the first one. Right. I played so, it for about an hour. So I'll tell you the truth, I always meant to go back. I just kind of actually forgot until mm-hmm. said podcast that it right officially released this year because I, I was playing it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but 2014 it, or whatever. It's one of those games, kind of like Amplitude. Well, Amplitude, I have you know, I'm playing on my PlayStation, so that's on my surround sound in my living room. But this is on my computer, and my speakers from my computer aren't as good, so I have my like nice headphones on, and like I'm sitting there like tapping my foot and like nodding my head to the beat while sitting here like playing, and it's just like it's a lot of fun. The music's good, like I mentioned, and that's kind of what drives me to keep going. I just I just worry that every time I die and have to start on like zone one again, I keep hearing that same song and that will probably get old. Yeah, if I remember correctly, they're like Spelunky, you can eventually bypass. Yeah, yeah. And when you go yeah. back to like the lobby, you can go to like zone two, but I right. have to unlock zone two to yeah, get yeah, to yeah, start, yeah, start yeah. You get that two. kind of stuff. But yeah. like Spelunky, you know, you do get benefits for playing through the earlier parts, you know. Right. Exactly. And I didn't know one of those tracks was in Amplitude until we just played it. Before we started recording, so super neat. Anybody else play this besides you, Scott? Vaughn? Vaughn, this seems right up your alley. It's music rhythm. I haven't gotten to it. You can also hook up a DDR pad. Yes, that's how and, they used to show it at. And play shows. with the DDR pad. Because you're just moving up, down, left, and right. That's right. it. There's no real like combat except you have to move into the spaces before they do. I actually thought for a while there, because when I first heard about this, like early 2014 or so, it was from other podcasts. and People were just talking about going to shows and playing it. Mm-hmm. For a while there, I thought it, you could only play yeah, that's it with That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sounds awesome, but I'm not doing that. The only thing that's kind of awkward for me, and it's the same thing with Undertale, is the you use the the key, the uh, the arrow keys to move. And that's the same as Undertale. And I'm so used now to like WASD with my left hand, like using my right hand to move around. It's kind of awkward. I played Undertale with a controller. So. Ah, that's smart. Hmm. I didn't think about that. <laughs> But that game is a lot of fun. I, hope, I want to put more time into that. And just to I need to hear the next songs. Yeah. And apparently the soundtrack, there's like three versions of the soundtrack. Like, it's redone yeah, like, like different ways per mm-hmm. level. Like that, so. And then, like I mentioned, we played multiplayer Amplitude yeah. for the first time. That was crazy. I did wonderful. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> I thought, see, I see, I see Scott's and Steven's names on the leaderboard. So I Scott, thought Scott had played more. And he's like, wait, what am I doing here? I played like, the, the, the day it came out, I played that night like at 3 a.m., after a uh, raid combat in Destiny, because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't not play this on the first day it came out. Cause mm-hmm. It's cool to have it early, and uh, it was great. But I never was good at the originals. I just, yeah. I literally backed it on the last day, or when it was getting down, and it looked like it may not make. It. I was like, well, I'm gonna might as well throw money at harmonics. Throw money yeah. at harmonics because I can, and I love them. So, um, so I'll play it mm-hmm. once in a while. But I like Rock Band Blitz, Frequency. Amplitude. I was never great at them. I was 14th in the world in Rock Band Blitz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I remember. I remember. I was telling. I was telling Adam that I had it and I was enjoying it for a few days. And then, but I, you know, I got that competitive edge to me. And I was playing them. And then I would see your score, which was like astronomically higher than mine. I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to play this knowing that Steven's that much better. Than me. <laughs> and there's no way I'm gonna be able to put the time in. Then you this. need Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a record there too. Really? <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> so yeah, for for multiplayer amplitude, it is a nightmare. Like 
It's know? actually not good. No, uh, in a way. In in the main game, there's like six in your single player. You have six or seven tracks. You're moving between each kind of instrumental part of the song, and as you complete them, it completes the phrase and it kind of keeps playing as you move to the next one. In multiplayer, they're all coming at you at once, and you have two to four beat blasters there, and you're all trying to vie for position, and it's kind of chaos. I think it'd be better as a two player. I think well, so. It was fun. It, it was a little better. Adam and I played two player before y'all got here, and I was just trying to get the the weird control scheme down. Yes. And every time I was like feeling good, he would come over and like upset my lane with some it's, like wonky <laughs> graphics. That's rude. <laughs> I was learning. I didn't know what the multiplayer power ups were because obviously right. they're not included it was in fun. single player. There's, it was fun. There's disruptor, which if you you get behind somebody in their lane and launch it, it kind of makes that you can't see your. It's wobbly and the graphics kind of spaz out, fade and stuff. So. And then you can also eject people from their lane and move them somewhere else, which can kind of fuck with their. Multiplier, blue so shell. yeah, blue shell. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool to play, and I'm glad we got to do it with four players. That's probably the only time I will play four player amplitude, and I'll just continue to suck at advance in single player. So, what else have you been playing, Scott? I know it's been a while since you've been on. You're our like indie game champion. Anything good in the past year? Well, uh, I mean, there's stuff I'm playing right now, there's stuff I, I mean, I played. Tons of stuff last year, right? Um, I, you know, I don't know if you wanted me to talk about my favorites of the year or whatever. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Okay. Well, I'll just talk about kind of what I'm playing right now, which some of them yeah. are older, anyways. Perfect. Right now, uh, I've been playing mainly um, uh, a game on PC called Dropsy. Okay, I'm not familiar with this. Uh, it is weird. It's right up my alley. Uh, <laughs> Dropsy. Not, Dropsy. It's okay. um. It's a it's like point fieldy's base. It's a point and click adventure game, which I'm not even that big into. Um, you know, uh, just because you know a lot of those puzzles tend to be obtuse and right. You know, it was never my, I was never a Monkey Island guy or anything like that. Uh, but I kept on hearing good things about this one, and it's a uh, uh, it is an old school looking point and click adventure that had come out uh, last year, and it is a uh, really stylized. You play as an obese clown who has no arms. And his, uh, someone inflated balloons to be his arms, and you learn in the beginning that uh, your you and your mom were at the circus, uh, and you were a clown at the time. Which you know, I'm not sure exactly how this works lore wise. And you lit up a cigar, even though I think you were supposed to be a kid, and you burned the whole tent down, and you killed your mother. Oh! And so the whole town right. thinks you're like this psychotic killer clown, but you're really a guy who just misses his mother. Oh! So your dad's like a drunk biker. <laughs> <laughs> and you live you live in the remnants of the burnt down uh, circus tent area. Oh, because you're not haunted enough by right. Your past. And so the opening is you and your only person who likes you is your dog, and you kind of like go out and you're and there's no dialogue. It's just like icon. It's kind of like like, like played the Sims, Sims or whatever. Yeah. And, and uh, you walk out and your dad's basically leaving you. You know, he's like packed up his stuff on his motorbike. It's like Cart Life, the most depressing game ever. <laughs> it is. It, it, the reason I, I went ahead and picked it up is because it was talked a lot about on a lot of uh, Game of the Year. It, it, okay. G- the Giant Bomb brought it up. For, oh, really? As a contender for best uh, visuals or whatever. Oh, okay. style. Style, yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, I, heard, I saw it enough that I went ahead and tried it, and I've been playing for a few days, and it's great, uh, even if you don't like those kind of games, because it's, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of unsettling. But sweet at the same time, because the whole point is that you're actually a very sweet armless clown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Why are you armless? Is that from the accident? Maybe from the accident. Okay. Um, it's hard to tell because like you go talk to people and it's just 
really crude pictures of things that you're you're supposed to like read into their feelings mm -hmm. and i think the goal of the game is to bring a picture to your mother's grave for her birthday um all the while solving all the town people's problems because they're scared of you and there's a there's a dedicated hug button oh. and you try to go <laughs> hug everybody and they're scared of you but if you solve their problems and they'll hug you they'll like you and they'll hug you and so i think that's where it's going is that you got to do classic point and click adventure puzzles that aren't as take crazy. that wrench all the way to the so end so far they've made sense like you went there were a bunch of homeless people who were getting like uh food from a church but the the, the, the prize was they had to listen to some woman preach about you know music is the devil and <laughs> this stuff and, and so course. she has some like religious music playing in a jam box and you're trying to hug the homeless people who are inside the church getting their meals but they don't want to hug you but they're also complaining about the how loud this woman is mm -hmm. and so later on you come into a uh, a music tape store and you and they won't let you in because you know they hate you because you're the clown <laughs> that burned down half the, the people in the town or whatever and your mother uh but you find a tape in the dumpster of satanic music and you go back to church and you take out the religious music and you put in the satanic music and it freaks the woman out she leaves and and then they like then you. they that well then they'll talk to you and there's oh, more you have to okay. do there but it's like you know that's basically the game and that's i'm only like an hour or two into it. I think it's like a five-hour game. Mm -hmm. so it's like up there in weirdness with Sneak King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other game I'm playing uh, currently uh, is uh, uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Okay, I've heard about this, but I don't That's know anything about it. That's on PC and Xbox One, and okay. it's primarily designed as a co-op game. Mm. But you can play it single player, which is the only way I've played it. And that's actually pretty cool and clever, but I can see why this would be, everyone says it's the way to play this co-op. And basically you live in some futuristic space happiness utopia where it's all love and cotton candy and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But then something happens and all the love gets zapped out and you and your dog are in a spaceship and you're trying to collect space bunnies. It, which somehow keeps these evil beings from keeping the love out of the universe. I mean, all these sound like very normal games to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I've played enough Katamari and but, stuff to where this is just, you know, but basic storyline. It's basically, story line it's basically uh, a 2D game where you're very colorful uh, and really good kind of like space pop music, whatever. And you're flying around uh, a 2D kind of galaxy area that's small and you're being attacked and you're trying to find these space bunnies. But the way it works is that there's like several turrets and uh, an engine a shield and like a, a massive like cannon and you you add sections to the ship as you go and there's only two of you and you can only have two things operating at once and so if you're operating an engine and you're flying around in space that means you know the other person might take a turret and all of a sudden you're getting attacked by all sides so you have to jump out of your pilot ship go to the shield one person mans the shield one person mans a turret but then they all come from another side, so that person's got to switch from the right turret to the left turret. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's like it's – but it's all about communication. So Yeah. Uh, and I'm playing by myself where you actually have to control the second character by giving commands, uh, by pressing a button, and then you know, using use the radio. Use your and use yell a, at it. Well, not like that, but like you, uh, you just hold a button, and then you kind of radial around where the item like is. Like Mass Effect kind of? Or? Uh, I, I'll tell you the truth. I never really played Mass Effect. Oh. but. Um, Does time stop when you pull up the radio wheels? Or no, it slows down a little bit. Okay, yes, okay. Yeah, um, and but anyways, it, it's it's kind of hard by yourself, but I I've imagine. been enjoying that. I've been kind of playing like a level at a time. So. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. It's got a lot of style, a lot of heart. Both of those, heavy style, heavy heart. <laughs> Not for everybody. Cool, cool. That is that been it for you That's recently? That's about it for right now, yeah, that I'm playing currently other than... Go ahead. 
Destiny. Yeah, but, but yeah. I'm actually slowing down on Destiny. Uh, oh yeah! I did, wow, that's well, you. you know, there was well, scare- twelve hundred hours. Yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, I should be Destiny. right at twelve hundred hours. Um, I think we're beyond that at that point. I mean, I'm at close to eighteen, and that's when I slowed down. Y'all are insane. You guys have officially put in like so many hours in this game that it probably rivals how many hours I put into Pokemon. <laughs> that's and true. That's saying so I know. He, I remember saying like I don't think I've ever when played. you put six hundred hours into black or white, whichever one it was, and I was like, man, how do you do that? I maxed out the timer on X and Y. That's how you do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a timer of nine hundred ninety nine hours and fifty nine minutes, and it won't. And, and I've played more than that. I was playing like crazy. I was playing Iron Banner last week. Yeah, me which, too. Right, right. Which is <laughs> I did one. For day. anyone who doesn't know, is a uh, once a month multiplayer mode in Destiny where, unlike regular PvP, mm-hmm. uh, your level and your guns and everything matter. So it's not all balanced. It's not it's level, not playing, balanced, field level playing field. Yeah. So some people are just have better equipment or better luck on rolls on guns. They're just gonna have an advantage. But um, I was trying to play primarily as my third character because you can have up to three play- characters in mm-hmm. Destiny, and um, I've only had my hunter because I, I normally play a warlock. Yeah, uh, I've only had my hunter since the Taken King came out, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, so therefore, I have out of those twelve hundred hours, I have like a, a thousand on my warlock. Yeah, <laughs> like a hundred and eighty on my titan, and then like baby baby hunter. Well, that was the thing. Like I made the most asinine statement. <laughs> while I was playing with uh, some of our uh, guys that I play with in our clan, um, I said, man, you know, I only have like 90 hours in my Hunter. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you know, <laughs> I think Destiny is like the only game where I can say, I've only played this character for 90 hours. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that That's kind of funny. Yeah, I uh, I decided to get back in. Sparrow Racing kind of brought me back because, you know, I had a little two-month break there. Love Sparrow Racing. Sparrow Racing was fun. I enjoyed it. I know some people didn't but i had a lot of fun with it that's because they lost to me so much that's it and then <laughs> i was breaking records yeah well, I, no, well, I thought i was doing well just finishing like top three ten times in a row with our with the people we played with i was oh, okay me and one other guy were definitely usually winning but you gotta look at those leaderboards and they're people they're like <laughs> i don't that has to be a glitch yeah but then you go watch them on twitch and they're yeah. like nope they can that, do, that. They can do that. that yeah and then iron banner was a lot of fun because i mean my light level is like 260 like it was bad, right? But and now I'm just like 295. That's I'm like right. smoking fools. Ready, so now I'm I'm raid ready. Uh, Neil, I know you've also kind of slowed down a bit mm-hmm. on Destiny as well. Yeah, I've been slowed down for a few weeks now. Yeah, they'll drop mm-hmm. off a little earlier than yeah. I had. And pretty much everyone we play with is like slowing down. There's a few things that happen every week that people still do, but it's yeah. not like a nightly like. Well, back know, back when like, I was really into it over the summer, it's like all right, let's run this nightfall, and then like let's run, let's go through Crota again, like the raid and. I mean, to me, it was just I started to slow down because you know Scott and the clan and all them they mainly played at night and it was and you switched I was yeah I switched you. jobs and I started working welcome during to my the world day, yeah <laughs> so it was like you know and the game's just kind of not fun by yourself no yeah. it's not that's it, why well, it is but then once you start playing with people mm-hmm. it's not right so. right well it, the, the stuff that keeps you coming back once you've done the fun stuff over and over it's again the is player stuff yeah. what the the people in the clan bring, you know, yeah. like, um, well, it was tough to climb by yourself. Cause all you can really do is patrols. And like, right. I finally got to where I could do a daily, but I mean, that was nothing. So I mean, right now, literally if, if we're not raiding, we're doing some multiplayer, yeah. you know, I'm not even doing anything. Like, yeah. You know, so yeah. but, it's natural. Yeah. It, it's, it's weird because this time, by this time last year, we had dark below either out or just around the corner, but now they said they're not doing those anymore. So, I mean, the next big thing will be like the next big update or, Death 2. 
I'm they, they said that the next live event uh, will be bigger than the two things they've done so far, which isn't saying much. Which is Sparrow Racing but Week Sparrow Racing, Halloween. People don't see that as big, but from what I've read, they didn't put that much time into it. Mm-hmm. And that thing was polished for... Yeah, I mean, it was too small. It was kind of limited, but yeah, but for what it was. I've, I played probably about 200 races. Wow. Because um, I have the log that shows, and um, mm-hmm. I got you up to, for that right to rank 5. And, uh, like, at the end there, I was still kind of figuring out, like, I'm I'm seeing things better. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've been taking this turn this way. That's not how the physics work, you know. <laughs> so it was deep. Like, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm a big, I mean, like, I grew up, the prime age for me for video games was, like, I mean, sure, we had our, our glory NES and Genesis days, whatever, but I was, like, you know, really into PlayStation and Saturn and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and Extreme G, F-Zero, uh, the Wipeout was my favorite, like, yeah. those games are gone, mm-hmm. and so this was nice for me because, and people were, like, you know, right away I, I had a knack for Sparrow Racing, and I'm like, it's because I grew up playing those games, and most people that I was playing with, they they never heard of Wipeout. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm right. in my I'm in my late late 30s, and the majority of people in our clan are in our mid 20s. You know, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, back in my day, <laughs> futuristic racing games. I wish I was there to defend Wipeout for it with you. <laughs> uh, anyways, I love Wipeout. Uh, actually, I had no intention to talk about Destiny tonight. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'm back into it. It's uh, fine for a little bit. Yeah. But I know Neil really wants to talk about Sunset Overdrive. That game? That yeah. Game. That game is <laughs> awesome. That game is incredible. Um, just to forewarn you, it will easily be in my Game of the Year discussion 2016 <laughs> because I played it this year. Right. Um, That's yeah. why we have that retro game category. It's, no, this is not going to be a part of that. <laughs> Um, he's, he's just gonna he's just gonna put it right <laughs> in the game of the year for 2016. Yeah, no, this is like, I mean, this is hands down like this is almost like what I I would love a Ratchet and Clank game to become vulgar. Like just no, not that. <laughs> just like open world and big mission style like mm-hmm. that. Like that would be really cool. Right. Um. I, I just everything about Sunset Overdrive is what I love. Like how you were talking about like you know you loved those racing games like this is what i love in video this is games. dreamcast like, nintendo like color yes, palette exactly like, yes. like the colors it just doesn't exist anymore the like just the whole jet grind radio feel of this game is incredible and um games got style there are more colors <laughs> in like one screenshot <laughs> than like every game combined you yeah. know like of everything and really just, and, here. and like i didn't even expect the 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 weapons to be this deep in choice of like yeah. when you have to fight certain enemies and everything. Was I was so not fun. expecting that at all from this game. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, I'm absolutely loving it. And I also love, a, I, my favorite part of the game is the resurrections. Yes. <laughs> like whenever yeah, you die, like the you way come you come back. back. Yeah. Like whether it be They're UFO really or zombie out the graveyard or um, what one of them's like where the cinder blocks like mash together and right. you come out like from a mold. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's incredible. And I love even when you just start the game, how the camera's right up on your character and they hit it back and it creates the crack screen around the map. Mm-hmm. It's just like, there's so much style and, anime, and, and the game never slows down. Mm-mm. Like it doesn't matter what's going on on the screen. It never chugs at all. No, it's, Ah, it's it's just so good. This is hands down the best game I've played this I, generation. I, and I knew it going into it that like the whole point and similar to like Dreamcast games like Jet Set or whatever that 
you could kind of try to play it like an open world GTA kind of game, but you know, every every review, everything said, you know, the point is to never touch the ground. Yeah, yeah. And you hear that you walk so, or run so slow, and it takes a little while to kind of get used to each new ability. But man, when you're like in the zone and you're like high up there, especially like in a boss battle, yeah. It's a boss battle. I don't forget where you're on rails, like at one of the, the highest the buildings. Balloon? Yeah, the balloon. Yeah, yeah. That's, I just got done doing that. That, that was. I, I could have like I per, I was like sitting there, I was like I think I'm just gonna die so I could do this again over <laughs> exactly. and over again. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. much fun. I'm like, you just don't do because they add the element of like jumping on the platforms to like mm-hmm. make the sound like kind of burst mm-hmm. it open a little bit. And oh man, so have, good. Do you have the hover yet? Like the hover ability? No. Oh, see, it gets so much better once yeah. you get that. See, I, I I just beat the balloon guy. Okay, that's yeah. that's where I'm at in the game, and I just uh, like Walter just died, mm. and uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm not so sure the story's much of it's not, uh, it's spoiling not. in this game. Um, is that when you try to escape? Yeah, but, yeah, okay, yeah, and even like that part was really fun like how cheesy even just like the flying and dodging the balloon mines was. yeah but it was so fun yeah and pretty challenging because i was not expecting them to float at you and blow up i was like right. oh please let me find a plane please let me <laughs> yeah see to me that like the traverse thing it took it took me a while to get the hang of it and then even then i started getting kind of bored but like once you get the hover like where you kind of glide you like then like now i'd really never touch the ground and it got so much more fun yeah, for i me. mean it took me probably about 15 minutes of just like I, what I kind of did was stayed in that first factory yeah. and just kind of messed around like running on the wall, mm-hmm. jumping and railing and grinding and all that. And like just after about 20 minutes, it's like just so natural. And How- then there was things like I learned like uh, whenever you're boosting, mm-hmm. I always thought you had to hold the right bumper. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. And just That's pressing cool. it makes it a lot easier to mm-hmm. like flow, right. with, you know. Brain signal. I need to go back. And back. I never played any of the DLC. Wasn't there DLC? I before? never beat it, yeah. but every here and he'll talk about it. When he's been texting me, I kind of want to get back to it. I just feel like it's one of those things that'd be hard to get back to in the middle. Yeah, because of all the stuff that gets added to it. Over, but... I don't know if I want to do that either. How do you feel about the uh, the tower defense part? That I was about to bring that up. Oh. That was the weakest part for me. But then again, speaking of Kirk Cameron's The Horde. <laughs> Always talking about the horror. I still, I love them. I've, 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 I've never been a bait. I've never been a tower defense. I've completed person. all of them without losing any backs. Wow! I <laughs> found myself awesome. getting way too stressed out. Yep. Trying yep. to like come up with a great strategy, yep. Yep. and by the time I would relax and realize that you can be pretty loose with it, I still was just so mad that I I couldn't execute my set thoughts. Prope- you know? Set propellers now. Grind around top. Shoot T and Teddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always hated base building stuff. I want to say that, but I, I enjoyed it, but it stressed me out. I want to say the that's except for the, the main the thing that turned me off of why I kind of quit <laughs> playing it. Besides other things coming out, the is, is the uh, that that part just I, it drove me too crazy too much. I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I love it. I kind of dreaded them, but they were funner. You know, mm-hmm. I, it was usually kind of like and the rewards are worth it. Anxiety for me, like, yeah. You like know. you get all kinds of new. Oh yeah, it was great. Too, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I should have embraced it more, but I definitely, you know, found myself getting a little rigid. Like, oh, here comes one of these. You know, not always I had fun, yeah. but I was always like, uh, yeah, that's like one of the things in the game I look forward to. Yeah. I love tower defense style. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I did in Warcraft Three. There was the only... entire time. I don't even think I've ever beaten the story of Warcraft Three. Like all I ever did was play tower defense. There was only one tower defense game that I absolutely adored. Uh, trenched. Did you ever play Trenched? Double no, fines? but I yeah, no, the double fine. Brad Mears game, right? Yeah. Did they rename that? Yeah, Iron uh, Iron Brigade. Iron Brigade. I think I got that for like two. That game. Games, 
all the way through is fantastic. I heard that. I wanted to play it. Fantastic. But I, to like, I really like Tower Defense. Really? I don't I like Tower Defense. It, it's like, so clever and so fun, defense. and it's so it's perfect mix of action and Tower yeah, Defense. Assassin's Creed Revelations is for you. <laughs> it's got a Tower Defense mini game. It's really. Bad. Can you? Is the Horde on GOG or Steam? Can I get that? I wonder if I can get the Horde. On like, uh, <laughs> maybe Kirk Cameron's website. Game is really good. No, he it, he doesn't donate uh, to his religious fund. Yes, you have to <laughs> buy his weird version of the Bible. <laughs> so, have you had a chance to play anything else this week, Neil, or just been the, uh, the only other thing I've played is uh, when I'm not uh, able to play my Xbox, I've still been uh, going through Lara Cl- uh, Lara Croft Go. Yeah, and uh, I'm getting very close to being done. I'm fighting the snake now, yep. but I'm. Like, I finally got stuck on a puzzle. There's, like, one section after that that's really short. Yeah. And then, actually, I think there's, I don't, it wasn't there when I played it, but I think there was free, there's a free Yeah, there is, because, like, I'm in a book, like, I'm in a certain book fighting the snake, and then there's a grayed-out book, and then there's another book I can't. I have not played that part, but, yeah, Yeah. I did get through. Yeah, I'm actually, like, the game finally stuck me on a puzzle. I can um, which part. I'm curious. Um, I'm fighting the snake, and... It's uh, where you start off and you have to go up, and there's like one of the salamanders on a row across from That's you. So many and parts. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but um, I mean, I'd have to probably show it to you on my phone. But is there a, a giant podium you have to move? A red and black one oh, that you have to get. It's like you have to get the snake and the salamander on one at one, and you have to somehow get on those. It wasn't that long ago, but I, yeah, I'm not. Anyways, yeah, it's none of the the thing I love about that game is that. Uh, they they start slow like any good progression game should. They're adding enemy patterns and and mechanics as you go mm-hmm. through while still building on the old ones. And you yep. get to the point when you're on the last couple of books where you might walk into a scenario and you're like this looks daunting. But if you think about it before you move and break it down, yeah. it's never hard. It's it's yeah. It's it, it takes just it's like the whole portal thing, you know, where it's just like, you know, it's just hard enough to make you feel good. But yeah. it really isn't that taxing, and there's been twice, maybe three times, like any good puzzle game where like I kind of beat my head against it for like 15, 20 minutes, put the phone down, next I got the first try. Yeah, I think that's the problem with this puzzle is I haven't sat down for longer than five minutes. Yeah, to try, it's, not a potty, to to it's not it a potty. It's not going on the potty uh, yeah. puzzle. <laughs> Unless you really want to break from work. That's right. <laughs> it's gotten to the point, I mean, it's working. Because, like, they made these games, I mean, obviously it's one of mobile games, but I'm sure it's also to, like, cross-promote their other stuff to the point where, like, I want to, I got, got Tomb Raider 2013 on my PC for, like, three bucks on the Steam sale. Now I kind of want to play it. Because you know, Rise of Tomb Raider is coming out on PC soon. I don't know if PC's different from console, but mm-hmm. if it is, like play on hard oh, yeah. because easy and normal had uh, um, like this auto aim kind of feature that you couldn't turn off, and it's really bad mm-hmm. on the original or the the current one. The original. Okay, yeah, I don't remember that. But yeah. Okay. Steven. Hey, what you been up to, buddy? I don't even. I honestly don't remember. Like I <laughs> don't know what happened in the five ninety nine USD. <laughs> I bought that. I think. Um, I Porn. Th- Are you still playing through um, Rogue Galaxy? Well, I, you know, my wife uh, was out of town all weekend. I was like, man, this is gonna be all. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna play like games all week. I don't think I did at all. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, it's like it's, I'm just gonna sit on Reddit for five hours. Well, I didn't do that either. I don't know <laughs> what Neo, I did. Neo Take you. bubble bath. Slept through it all by accident. I don't fit in my tub. It's too tall. <laughs> um, 
I think I bought some games on like a digital sale. You know, I, I went into, I logged into my PlayStation once PSN came back up to mm-hmm. buy Sukoden 2 because it was on PSN sale. PSN came back up. <laughs> PSN was down. Yeah. Um, and then it came back. Yep. And I was going to buy Suikoden 2 because it was only $2.50. It's a pretty good deal. Um, so I logged That's what in. brought the PSN down. Maybe. <laughs> I logged back in, but I already owned it. So <laughs> you I, sound so disappointed. I got so confused. I went to Twitter. I didn't know what to do. I asked Twitter what I should do. And um, I th- then that was it. I don't think I did anything. Amplitude? I played some Amplitude, but not as much as I did the week before. Gotcha. I did, I, did I work at the mall a lot? Maybe. Did, was that this past week? We started week? work no. back up this week. We started no. working. Last show, you said, was the last week. That's right. Work. See, I don't even remember that, honestly. <laughs> um, I've been playing more of that stupid uh, crane machine game that made my game of the year list last year. <laughs> On your DS? So, Badge yeah. Hero? I know it's Badge Arcade, actually. Oh. <laughs> Badge Hero's a better name. It is a better name. Uh, lately, I've not been winning any badges. It's been they, that bunny just wants the dollars. Like is it the same rabbit that sells you the extra yeah. Street Pass games? That yeah, fucking no, rabbit. No, is it the same rabbit? I think it's the same one. Maybe. I know I've seen it's that a rabbit. Waskily rabbit. <laughs> He's he he doesn't get perturbed when you tell him you don't want to spend real money. He's just like okay. Mm. That's cool. <laughs> Probably goes into the bathroom and like stabs himself in the arm. <laughs> this guy. I love when y'all. I love as a listener to this podcast when y'all switch to Nintendo. As someone who doesn't own it, hasn't owned Nintendo for a while, yeah, y'all go into like a completely different world. Like uh-huh. that, that rabbit. That rabbit. <laughs> you do know there is like an F, there's an F zero Nintendo sounds um, like someone who's out of the loop. There's an F zero style racing game, wipeout style racing game on the Wii U right now. Yeah, no, I've, people called, have been talking about it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would love to play it. Racing Magnetic Neo. I feel like... Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's called that. It's something Neo, because I had someone on Neo Twitter... Neo Turf Masters. Tell me I should play it. <laughs> I would play that. And now I should play it, because I told him I would, and that was like three weeks ago. Sorry, listener, if you're listening. I'll play that this week, yeah. I promise. You can also play 200cc on Mario Kart 8. Yeah, that's yes. like too fast. Or Sparrow <laughs> Racing would, give the keep, would keep it around. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come back soon. That'll be the next live event. Hey guys, y'all like Sparrow Racing League so much, it's back again. Sparrow Racing with <laughs> wheels. Whoa. Vaughn, did you play any video games? That's not fighting games or Super Mario Maker. Well, my <laughs> my week has mostly been uh, consisted of me watching awesome games on Twitch. Oh, yeah. That is that's still going, going on. on. I spent most of Sunday doing that. Steven, that's what yeah. you did on Sunday. We were texting Yeah, I watched a and, lot of AGDQ. Uh, the... the Armageddon. The Armageddon. I pre- I was directly involved with that. <laughs> um, Sounds like uh, I watched Patrick a, lost four it? hours of that. Yeah, it was incredible. We, we'll come back to you real quick. <laughs> back to me. So yeah, that's but, I, that's what happened. That's I, it's yeah. Dan Reichert's fault. We had, I don't even remember. I had so I was at uh, one of our friends' house and we had AGDQ on the big screen right. and on my phone I had Patrick Klepek trying to beat Dan Reichert's insane Mario maker level and then another phone with his periscope periscope. going of him watching patrick and criticizing him the whole time it was and amazing welcome to the future of streaming twitch i was i had the dan on the periscope on my phone i had patrick on my computer (laughs) and it was incredible who are you pulling for you know i don't know at first, I was pulling for Dan, and then towards the end, when like Patrick was I, so close, to I wanted, how defeated he was, and I just wanted him to. do I it. wanted Patrick to win, and on that last run, and he almost yes. did. He almost. He had did. four hours. He had a countdown timer, and he played for four hours. And like the last run, with like three minutes left, it was like the second furthest he's gotten 
and like the whole chat. It was, was like, two pixels away from yeah, from from like almost doing it. So. And he did it twice. Yeah, that same like because Vaughn played the Armageddon. <laughs> Vaughn did play the Armageddon. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Vaughn. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I got to the point where I could have beaten it too, but then you have to start the whole damn level yeah, there's over no... again. I was just like, no, oh, wait. fuck this. You mean the whole Dan level? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's like Neil the, quality. The, 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 enti- <laughs> the entire five minutes to get to that one part again. Now, Dan Reichert has gone on record saying that he's he's done with those kinds of levels and he's going to make nice, nice levels. levels. Now. Is, 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 he, is, he, is he sure? <laughs> quote, unquote. He said that he made a level that had a checkpoint. Well, I hear so nice busy levels. managing wrestlers or something like that. <laughs> he's got many irons in the fire. I, I, I told Vaughn when, if he's at PAX, you have to go talk to him. He won't be at PAX, by the way. Oh, he's not? No one from Giant Ball. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought I knew Jeff wasn't, but I thought they would be there because of that stupid wrestling thing. No, the, no one from Giant Ball. him and yell at him for like 10 seconds for making that stupid level. <laughs> well, you'll have to go to PAX East. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, go, let's go to PAX. Like, or, you know, I've been on a Dan Reichert periscope, actually. So... <laughs> If you go to E3, like I, I have been on a Periscope with him for like three seconds. Um, so, but if, you'll probably run into him there if you go, and That's then true. you can yell at him there. But anyway, Vaughn, AGDQ. But speaking going of on. Mario Maker, yeah, they, I heard there were some really good levels in the AGDQ. Yeah, Mario they, Maker. They had the uh, blind levels race of between two teams of four for Mario Maker with like developer in developers in the speedrunning community. They made levels for them to play. They so they were tough but fair. They were very, they were very fair. Okay. And they were like they had a little bit of a challenge too. There was a theme to all of them. Mm-hmm. And they were all good. They were all fair to the player. They were all fun, and it didn't take too long. That's good. So I liked them so much that I actually booted up Mario Maker. Whoa. I played them and I recorded a video, which is being uploaded to YouTube right now. Whoa! <laughs> and where can they watch that? Well, the internet. <laughs> you would have to go to YouTube and type in V for Extreme Talk. There we go. Because they don't do the... Oh, like YouTube.com slash... Yeah, they don't do that anymore, which is weird. YouTube is weird now. Mm-hmm. I don't understand Stupid it. Google. But other than that, um, 2016 is all about me putting out new content. Whereas yeah. with streaming or putting up videos and stuff. All those Hearthstone so, videos you're making represent. <laughs> you would have to talk to my buddy Handsome Dan about that one. Yeah. Oh, I've been but, talking to Handsome Dan a lot. Don't worry. But I called up my buddy Hikari. Okay. And we decided, hey, yo, remember those co-op Let's Plays that we used to do back in the day? Let's start doing that again. So we decided to record a co-op Let's Play of Donkey Kong Country. That's a good one. I like Donkey Kong Country. And playing through that game again made me realize just how much I actually fell in love with that series. When I played Donkey Kong Country Returns co-op, it made me hate the other person I was playing with. Are y'all having this difficulty? <laughs> well, was the other person playing as Donkey Kong? No. Oh, well, you were Donkey Kong. I was Donkey well, Kong. Well, then you only have yourself to blame. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that game's difficult to play, but that's cool. That's I'll what I always try to tell people like when you like play Mario co-op. Don't like, do it. No, it's it's like just run, <laughs> like don't slow down, don't try to get every coin. You're talking like, about like the new Super Mario Brothers, where you yeah to stay on screen. Yeah, it's like people just like like trot along. It's like <laughs> hold the fucking button and run. <laughs> That's why I like Toe Jam and Earl because you don't have to hang out. Like the last thing I want to do when I play with someone that's sitting on the same couch is be on the same screen with them, so mm. we can just immediately separate. That's why the Lego games did it best. Yes, the same. It's the same yeah, way yeah, Toe Jam and Earl. Exactly. Especially if you don't want to run. <laughs> you 
can't run them to a gym. My, my advice so to you, my advice to you, Neil, is to tell your buddy or buddies is to just hit that little B button for the bubble so that you can run forward and finish the level. I, <laughs> I try. Oh, okay. Uh, I try. <laughs> my roommate, uh, when I was in college and I lived out by LSU, my roommate Cliff, we used to play. It was uh, the one on the Wii. Um, and we played that one, and he was really fun to play with because he was like me, just gung ho go. If you die, that's what happened. You know, you just there is the reset button in video games. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that one was really enjoyable. But a lot of the newer ones, it's just like, I guess it's also because I I haven't really played them like with two people. It's always been like four. Right. And it's just there's always that one person who's like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, well, they give the fucking controller to someone else. <laughs> He feels very abrasive with his Mario. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> Frustrations. The, uh, yeah, AGDQ it is uh, ending tomorrow. Saturday is the big last big day. And as of this recording, they just broke a half million, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's a ton of money. But it doesn't look like they're going to be- beat what they did last year, which is... It's over. It man. all depends on what, like <laughs> how many people are going to be donating for all the incentives that are left, well, and how many people are trying to like rush to get in their donations on the weekend. Yeah, but last year it raised over a million, and unless they're going to do five hundred million in a day and a half, um, that's <laughs> I mean five hundred thousand. I'm sorry, five hundred thousand. Uh, in order to beat the SGDQ record, they would have to literally raise a million dollars in two days. Oh, one point five is the record. Yeah, one point five yeah. was the SGDQ record. <sighs> that's a lot. That's a lot to raise in just two hasn't days. There I don't been, think they'll um, that. Hasn't there been some controversy about where this money is actually going and who works for these companies that the money is going to, and that may have something to do with whether or not people actually want to donate has this there? year. I know there has prevent count cancer. Yeah, there has been controversy. What's the controversy that people working for this organization get paid a lot of money, and uh, that not all of this money actually uh, goes to. Towards. You can say that about a lot of charities. You can so. say that about most charities. Yeah. Yeah. The, mo- the money still goes to the corporation. It just gets handed out, I guess, more uh, towards the employees in that corporation, kind of I guess. So, yeah, that might have something to do with it. I wonder if they're aware of this or when this came up. Because they've been doing it. Like the past couple yeah, of AGQs have been the Prevent every And every year it's been more, oh, brought up. more, no, more oh. and more donations. You know, oh, they've raised okay. more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that would explain more of the spike for the summer version because that money goes to a Doc- different corporation. Doctors, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, not as controversial. Mm-hmm. That and like, I feel like speed running as a whole in itself has dropped off over the past few months because like a lot of people have been quitting. Like a lot of big name celebrities have been like, quitting. how come? I don't know. Just real life, of it. real life, personal things, some drama too, drama, like drama. that hmm. sort of thing. Like they're, a lot of a lot of craftsmen happen. They're training so. for Oculus speedruns. <laughs> <laughs> so you. a lot of different factors have been going into this marathon and why it hasn't been getting as much money as of late. Headfirst bowling. That's an <laughs> Oculus game I want. <laughs> Is that real? I don't know. That's awesome. Oh, that sounds great though. I kind of want to start know. working on <laughs> that. Let me cut genius. this part out so no one hears what you just said. <laughs> But regardless, they're still raising a good bit of money, <laughs> and it's still fun to watch. So. No, definitely. I'm excited for it to wrap up tomorrow. It's a pretty good day on Saturday. So uh, the what TaskBot, tool-assisted speedrun bot, is going to have a few hours to itself uh, tomorrow. So that's going to be cool. It's going to be quite crazy. Yep, yep. Uh, how about we talk about some news? How's that sound, gentlemen? What we got on the I table I love the today. news sound effect. Good, you just heard it. I know. 
Um, you guys like Psychonauts? I know you like Double Fine, yeah. Scott. I oh, love yeah. Psychonauts. Psychonauts uh, 2, fully funded on fuck its that big shit. campaign. Hell they yeah. have enough money for that. <laughs> Was it three points? I, thought, I wanted to be an investor. Is it too late? No, you still have like three more days, I, I think. It's $500 in there. It's no yeah. big deal. I, I really want to donate, but I'm starting to get to the point where I realize... I'm not needed. <laughs> well, but now wait a second, Mr. Bezdek. Yes. If everyone thinks that, then well, there is no. True. Uh, well, so you the know, problem to be voting. honest, I kind of went crazy with uh, Kickstarter, uh, the Double Fine uh, Adventure, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Broken that. Age, Broken yeah. Age, being yeah. the very first one I actually did because I think like the one that put Kickstarter on the map, right? Well, yeah, I'd heard too. about it, but it you know it wasn't until Double Fine. I'm like, well, oh, yeah, I want to well, back yeah. them. You know, uh, someone I knew was doing something that was being publicly talked about. Right. I'm like, well, let me look how this works. And um, and I liked it so much, and I liked the feeling like being part of something. Uh, I'm not one of the Kickstarter people that gets upset. Like, I've had really good luck with uh, – I backed about eight or nine things mm-hmm. pretty close together. Yeah. And then I kind of went cold turkey. <laughs> I've probably have gotten barely over half of those. And that was um, when a double fine uh, Kickstarter. I mean, that was 2012 maybe? Yeah. Yeah, Something so like three or four years, and I've gotten, you know. So are there still things you haven't gotten? There are still things I haven't gotten, from... but they're all still on trajectory. Huh. Uh, and all of them still look really good. I haven't gotten one thing I didn't like that I probably wouldn't have paid for anyway. anyways. Uh, only a couple of them were kind of risky, like from no names or stuff yeah. that, like, well. I, um, well, we'll talk about it later. But... I still haven't gotten any of my stuff from Amplitude. No one has. Okay. Uh I'm really excited about the new Star Wars game on Kickstarter. Oh my god! You posted, <laughs> you posted that on the game. Uh, I just, you know, I've always Facebook wanted, page. I've always wanted an open world Star Wars RPG where I could be a Jedi and have no limits. Have Ob Jim? Oh well. Crazy. How do you re- how do you go back and edit that worse? Like it was just misspelled, but it was still in the spirit of the real name. Now it's Ob Jim. Or Jim or Maybe whatever. we should. Okay. Okay. This, this, this guy. Correct. I guess it doesn't. Yeah. Really this guy named Devin. Put this a, guy named Devin from Texas. Put up a Kickstarter. <laughs> from Grapevine, where GameStop is. Uh, Grapevine. So he's rich. Yeah. He lives in Grapevine. He's got GameStop money. Well, it's just a, it's a <laughs> it's wealthy suburb of Dallas. <laughs> is Grapevine. He, he put up a, a Kickstarter wanting to make an open world RPG Star Wars game. Yeah. And he had this like whole thing. He's like, I don't know how to code, but I really want to hire like. Well, that's so the goal is to raise two hundred thousand dollars, so that he can, can hire, Fallout, so he can have Fallout Four like graphics, Fallout Four like graphics, or Fallout Four like world and battle in Battlefront graphics, graphics thousand dollars. It's just whole, and it's like oh. the grammar's poor. It's like this guy, he's twenty years old according to his biography. He has no idea what he's talking about, and I couldn't tell if he was just like that ignorant no, or a troll. No, I think the dude, at, at first thought he's that ignorant, naive. and then we like he's twenty. He spelled the, the first. The first is like, who wants to be a Jedi like Luke Skywalker or Obi Wan? Obi Wan, like he's a well, he's a droid, like the number Obi, one, Obi, <laughs> number one Kenobi, sort of Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and then the other day he changed it to Obi Jim Kenobi, which uh, and then he also he changed the right. title to yeah. Star Wars like yeah. World. And now I don't know if y'all checked it recently. As of three hours ago. Funding for the project was canceled what? by the project creator. Did, oh man! It had raised eighteen thousand three hundred twenty-five dollars <laughs> with one hundred eighteen backers. Um, I'm gonna be honest; most of that was raised in the two hours that it blew yeah. up on NeoGAF. Yeah, but it was all probably just people like, "Yeah, I'll do the fifteen hundred dollar level I'll because it's one. not gonna That's get." That's better funded. than the potato salad. Yeah. Well, that guy got all that money. 
Yeah, and he threw a potato a salad festival yeah, in Ohio. He did what he wanted awesome. to do. Oh, yeah. I have his bio right here. I saved it. Because I, I love how he said, I'm 20 years old and I have owned businesses ranging from clothing to stocks. <laughs> I <laughs> well, owned the stock market for a while. And you, and you, he uh, might have been stocking. Right. Successful Maybe he misspelled, he misspelled socks. I think he probably sold like, certain shirts on Amazon market or something like that. He's like, I have a successful oh, he businesses. Oh, wow. He changed, he changed everything. It says, hello, everyone. I like to Live start off reporting. by saying I'm sorry to Disney for using their logo and name. Having said that, I find it very disturbing that you want to report me to them as if they didn't already know. You truly want to see some... You really... Try to read this word for word. You truly want to see some be in debt for the rest of their life, W-R-E-S-T, rest of their life because they had a dream for a video <laughs> game that they never created. Very selfish and very ironic. This is the Christmas gift that just keeps on giving. This is amazing. Disney, Disney was created because Walt Disney had a dream, was it not? <laughs> I find it ironic because on a lot of the news and the forums, there was a quote from something I said. It read, I have talked to Disney, and they have informed me to contact LucasArts. He did write that one of the updates. Yeah, that did. was like the first like yeah. thing on the page. Yeah, I believe most of you said, quote, space, open quote, space. That's like a father telling the kid to go ask their mother because they do not want to deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> Yet I received emails from random people basically telling their dad to send me to timeout because they don't like me. <laughs> that is the one thing. This is really funny to me, and I cherish this whole thing. Like this, this exists, and we can have access to how, how ridiculous this is. But I mean, you know, I don't want people. To, I mean, it sucks that we can't all have fun with this in a lighthearted way, and people are probably like giving it this guy the worst oh, probably. crap like on some of the social some media of the replies on NeoGAF. Like we're taking this seriously, right? Or like probably everyone's just calling him everything, threatening. Yeah, him. I mean that's sad that the dude can't just be a little naive and silly. And yeah, we can't, like laugh at him and be like, "No, this guy will figure it out." Because when I was twenty, if I had access to social media, I would oh, be embarrassed God. the rest of my life. I actually looked up a review. one day. I just googled my name. Like, yeah, long like we're talking like are you years Marco ago. Activision? And I found the one thing you know because back back when we were working together. Yes. At Gameware. Yes. We had access to the internet. We did. I actually had access at the internet at Gameware before I had a computer at my own home. Interesting. Because I didn't have a computer until I was a freshman in college. Okay. Because I'm old. So. <laughs> right. But so I, that was like you know awesome, and then you guys were telling about like you know. Uh, what was it? Photoshop Friday and right on what website was that? Uh, something awful. Something awful. Yeah. Not you know didn't know that stuff and then game friend back. of the show, Hawken Borzanski, con former contributor to something awful. And okay, you, yeah, you, right. you, you I forgot about that. Website. You knew his brother. Yeah, you I, was, I, well. I actually uh, uh, lived with his brother. Right. Was yeah, a best man at his wedding. So right. Hawken's the little brother that I loved to um, beat up on, who now is cooler than I am. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so he was like, no. <laughs> He has but, the uh, best phone but the point being is that like Game Facts was amazing to me because it was the first taste. Of, uh, and this is like the late nineties. Yes, or it was like two thousand. Well, but yes, yeah. But I, I was from oh, yeah. ninety eight forward on right. Game Facts on the phone. Right, that was the first taste to me of message boards, right. and stuff like that. And I would see all these dumb arguments and people getting so mean and yes. mad. And I wanted to write so many times, like, man, you know, you're a jerk or whatever. But thank God I didn't because the only thing I've ever put up as when I was young. Was a review of Radiant Silver Gun. It's still there. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, and it's awful. Like oh, I was so embarrassed reading it because it's like I, I want to go read this. Now. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> grammatically it was awful. It was just like the worst thing. It was like 
I'm going to put up a random inter- you know review on a message board, and I'm like, I wish I could kill that thing. But imagine oh, yeah, putting you, everything you ever do. If you had Kickstarter, if you could have Kickstarted Radiant Silver Gun every, 2. Every feeling I ever had at a, as a 20-year-old, I would never feel good about oh, myself no, right. ever again. If it makes you feel any better, this guy ended his uh, update with a Shia, the Shia LaBeouf meme. <laughs> I the, think... the point of this whole Kickstarter is to not let your dreams be dreams. Don't say tomorrow, just do it. We need a, um there there needs to be a game jam to celebrate this thing like the Star Wars like games yeah. and you got six hours to make it mm-hmm. and it's we're gonna raise money for charity. Screw that! I want a game jam about Devin. Just <laughs> just Devin. Devin's, Devin's life. Devin's what life. he does. You he know. wakes up at three in the afternoon. I don't know why. Goes to his <laughs> That's successful what the game would be clothing yeah. business. You could, have, you could have a cart life kind of game, or you could have. <laughs> okay, uh, I want a Devin game jam. A money management game. How about a game where he succeeds and makes the Star Wars like open world <laughs> RPG? That's the biggest, most popular game on the planet. It's a text adventure. I mean, there's already like uh, what are the uh, the iPhone and computer like uh, game dev story. Yes, yeah. just do that. But Devin and only Star Devin Wars, sci-fi De- related. Devin, Devin, Dev story. Dev story. Game Devin story. Anyways, poor Devin. Poor Devin. It's so silly. But it's officially canned as of uh, you by know, time hearing this like 18 can- hours ago. It's canned as in the current form. It'll, Devin will be back. Devin, Devin will and he'll be come back. back stronger. <laughs> he'll be 21. Strike him, alcohol strike him and down and games. he'll come back stronger. <laughs> yes. He's branching out into other businesses like manufacturing, hospitals, <laughs> airlines. How do we get into Devin, by the way? What's that again? We oh, we were talking about Psychonauts <laughs> and Kickstarter. Kickstarter is yeah. big. Right. Uh, I'm glad Psychonauts 2 is coming. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. <laughs> yes. Uh, also but Devin, they hired Devin to yeah. work on Psychonauts He's 2. He's working on the like the story. You know, and the, also the, the graphics. Thank hey, God if Devin's brain is one of the levels. <laughs> oh my God. It'll be a Star Wars-like Tim, open Tim world level. That, too. He, that, that Milkman level. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what is that, what that was called? Yeah. The yeah. Yes, the Milkman. The yeah, that was yeah. so good. <laughs> <sighs> I never so you're wrong for that. Big <laughs> itself is kind of weird, right? Yeah. Because it's it's uh, one of the, I guess it's basically a company from Double Fine. It's a it's yeah. a bunch it's it's a bunch one, of different one of people. The one of the guys. Yeah. It's a prominent people from indie development right. teams who said that it you know who basically came together and are trying to do a more friendly version of Kickstarter. So what's unfriendly about Kickstarter? Is it the fact that they get the money, but now Fig... I don't know. I mean, that's just... They, they thought there could be a better way. I guess, yeah. is it the whole, like, return of investment thing? I think it's right. that. I think I think there's less fees. I'm not sure how it... Yeah, it has to be less fees. Yeah, I mean, Kickstarter takes a lot. Do you have to pay fees if it's your own company's game that you work for if you're on the board? I... Does he still work for Double Point? Uh, Who? Maybe not. I don't I think I thought this, he left. I don't think this, for, Is it from, from Harmonix on the board? Too? Well, it's just like... Who was it? Was it Activision that bought MLS? MLG, yeah. MLG or MLS? MLS, <laughs> MLS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he really loves soccer. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I just heard somewhere, I forget where it was, that he used to be, he used to work for them. Like someone in, someone oh, Bobby Activision, Kodak? someone at Activision, oh, okay. high up, used to be part of MLG, MLG or whatever. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. Like, so, I mean, that's so happens. That's yeah, so yeah. Insider. You know? So, Double Fine has connections to it. I don't see a problem with it. So far, their s- selection of games is awesome. Oh, and they are. That's and the whole point, selective. is that yeah. 
you know, it's not, not like Devin, it's not anybody not it's like on one fig, project. Well, not yet. Devin's got to prove himself. <laughs> the first game they did, I forget the name of it, is a game I've been dying to play for about four years. Wasn't the guy from Heroes who Hero from Heroes? Hero from Heroes. He he like was on that game, right? He some He's Hero from developer? Heroes made a game that was on Fig. I don't know if it was the first one. Is it about a hero? Maybe. No, the game the game no, is um, a a three D platformer spaceship game. And you start No Man's Sky. It's like it's like Groundhog's Day, but done in a Nintendo sci-fi setting. That sounds great. Uh, I heard about it, and it, it's been making the rounds for like three or four years at every in, independent game festival, and has always gotten like top billing or mm. top-notch recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've been trying to fund it forever. Um, but it's basically you you start off on a a village of aliens that you're kind of part of. And you're trying to get a spaceship working because basically the the universe is going to end. I forget the time because I have a demo of it actually. I think the demo time is cut down, but the whole game is basically like you have 30 minutes before the universe ends. And the first time you play through it, you might figure out how to get your spaceship working. Mm-hmm. Now that you know the spaceship workings, you restart over and, and oh, you, yeah, you you jump yeah, your spaceship yeah. right away. And there's supposed to be like you know I never got off that planet, but like supposedly. I mean, you play it, and it's just, like, constantly, you, like, get so close, and it's supposed to be amazing, but, like, you basically eventually learn how to stop the destruction of the universe, and you have to travel from planet to planet, solve puzzles, that kind of thing, so. Wish I knew the name. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about this, probably from you. I think I, I did, yeah. Anyways, I yeah. like Fig, but I haven't invested. No. Yeah. There goes my kid's uh, college fund. Hey, you, oh, you only have to put in $500. I have $500. I got $500. But see, I don't even... Oculus pre-order. You had $500. Yeah. You probably got another 500 somewhere. Um. Okay. Steven, you like Platinum Games? Uh, I mean, I have three Platinum trophies, but four if you the count. The developer. Oh, right. Yeah, Platinum I, I know games. what you meant. Yeah. And you have an Xbox <laughs> One now. Uh, I do have an Xbox One. It is the best Xbox out there. It is. Right now. Are you excited for Scalebound? Um, yes, because I love Platinum Games. And I think Scalebound cool. is my most anticipated game on Xbox One for 2016. Too so. bad it's uh, not your most anticipated game for 2016 anymore. Uh, it has been delayed to next year. Uh, I can't believe this. Rip. I, I, I said this before. 2017 will be the strongest <laughs> year for the Xbox catalog. It's we have if, so much quality content. If coming. Anything comes out of this year, as far as knowledge about these uh, the main two competitors here, is that it doesn't matter what Xbox the Xbox does. They had a far superior exclusive lineup this year. Hey, I agree. I'm not going to disagree with and you. And Sony, no. wait a second. I do disagree because Bloodborne was my be- my favorite game. <laughs> Bloodborne was my <laughs> my favorite, sure, game. my personal favorite. You know. But not it wasn't the best lineup. Sony didn't have the best. They Microsoft didn't have anything had. after Bloodborne that was worth a damn. Until so, Dawn, that, motherfucker. Until Dawn is my second that, favorite game. That, that's that, a PlayStation experience. They could, could, could sell systems. They could make a different no. PlayStation exclusive. Uh, yeah, no. The point being is it that was at one point. It doesn't matter. Like right, you know. No, I agree. Last year Xbox. If you're trying to convince someone who doesn't have one who's just kind of a general game fan, you know, or you know whatever, that's not like super niche or hardcore, you know. At the same time, though, I do think Neil is kind of the poster child of the Xbox. I mean, as far as I know, the Xbox One is still outpacing the original Xbox 360. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And so it's not like 
they're hurting. No, no, it's no, just it's you know, just PS4 it's just, just it's just you know, you're gonna well, get, you're gonna get more I mean, like smaller exclusives to PlayStation because I mean, right now, who gives exclusives? The, well, you buy exclusives. Let's not let's be honest, but yeah, um, but so it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Um, Xbox, I mean, is doing way better than the Wii U they've ever done, or the Wii U, you yeah. know, like, and so, um, but it's still, you know. You can't accept that as a business, so of course they're going to see it as like a semi-failure or whatever. But um, I think it's great because you know I think I think more people are going to be like Neil, which is PS4 people are eventually going to buy an Xbox One when it's down in price, mm-hmm. and so they're still going to get an influx of people and still get right. new people. And I still know a lot of people who are 360 people who haven't made the jump yet who will go to Xbox. Still playing Call of Duty, just yeah. multiplayer and zombies. I mean, I'm with you on that. The little bit I've played. As far as like Xbox One exclusives, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed a lot more than any of the PlayStation exclusives I've played. I put a lot more time on my PS4 for one reason. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Destiny. So. And because it was the only thing I um, But having said that, on my favorite games of the year, I have more Xbox One exclusives, but outside of Destiny, my uh, most time put into any other game would be a PS4 exclusive. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to me, they're, they're both pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter when Scalebound comes out because Scalebound's not going to sell. If it right. comes out in 2016, it's not going to sell. If it comes out in 2017, it's not going to sell. Unless it's something that Platinum has never, like a style of game they've never made that's marketed correctly. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how you market a Platinum game and make it sell. So what you're saying, it's not Scalebound. It, well, it's not going to. I just, I don't think it's going to sell. <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> I. If, you know what? When I listen to this and his puns, they're okay, but live they just oh, they're, they're worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like them. Has Platinum ever had a game that's like sold well ever? Mm. I don't think they have. But it doesn't matter. They keep getting to make games. I got to talk in that microphone, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter though. They keep getting to make. Games. Oh, and they get contracts too, which helps. Yeah, they're know? almost like today's treasure. Didn't Nobody is well. today's treasure. I just mean like yeah, their nah, games don't really sell that right. well, but they still keep chugging them out. I mean, Bayonetta Treasure. 2 did... Oh, sorry. Bon asked about Bayonetta 2. He did okay, but Nintendo basically had to pull that out of the garbage yeah, and publish Bayonetta it because it wasn't going to get made. I mean, Bayonetta 2 sells well by what metric? Because exactly. it didn't sell well. No, it didn't. Yeah. I'm just saying because the Wii U didn't sell Nothing well. Nothing. Right. On, even Mario Maker yeah. is not selling well, right? Mm-hmm. Not what Nintendo wants it to sell. It's selling well for a Wii U game. That's what I'm saying. Right. But did Bayonetta even sell like more than a couple hundred thousand copies? Probably not. Or did it even sell a hundred thousand copies? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's amazing. Who knows? Bloodborne sold so well because, I mean, if it's not a mainstream, I mean, that's a weird game. Yeah, that's a hardcore it's, weird game. Yeah, and that basically sold really well on the backs of hardcore gamers and droves, and then mm-hmm. a few people and checking it out. You know what like, surprises me about? I'm I'm, in, I'm fascinated by trophy data, and if you look on a tro- on trophy data for a PlayStation Plus game, there's a is a quick drop off. Early for just about every plus game because oh, people sure. will download it to try it and they lose interest. Mm-hmm. But when you have to spend sixty dollars on a game like Bloodborne, and you're it's just not free, right? Right. So, but that game is very difficult, and it's it it doesn't have the drop off that even another game that still costs sixty dollars. There's like twenty percent of people that have played Bloodborne have actually beat it the game according to the trophy data, and that's higher than most games that I see that are not free. Mm-hmm. Most people do not twenty percent of your people that buy this game that finished it, that's incredible. I think not even ten percent of people have beaten a raid in Destiny. Oh, that that's, trophy day was yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I think something like Bloodborne, because it's not as mainstream and it's so niche, the people who buy Bloodborne are gonna fucking play Bloodborne. But it sold. It did sell well. Like, oh, did it? Did it? I mean, yeah, I guess so I bought well. it and I played it for like four hours. Right. My greatest right. accomplishment was getting two people. I've I very quickly realized that the people I've surrounded myself in our clan for Destiny, uh, all walks of life, but Neil and, and myself and a few other would definitely be the most like hardcore gamers. A lot of the people that we play with would be your... I've never heard of that game. I play Call of Duty. Yeah. Whatever. And I convinced uh, two people to buy Bloodborne <laughs> who kind of liked it the first time I talked to them, but then hated mm-hmm. it by the second time and never played past like two days. Yeah. Uh, and the way I sold it to them was like, dude... Bloodborne is basically like a nightfall at all times. Because in Destiny and a nightfall, if you die, yeah. you lose all your progress and yeah. you start over from a very long time ago. And they're like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And like, I, I hate <laughs> no. this game. And I'm like, Man. but they got your money. Yeah. Exciting. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I helped out. One of those was Ben. One of those was Ben. <laughs> By Ben who? No one. Not, not oh, the one you know. Man. Yeah, no I one know you know. Ben. Not Ben. Not Ben. Um, let's see. <laughs> and the worst thing was, and I, I realized I'm getting old because you, you, you start hanging out with younger people, uh, playing yeah. Destiny or whatever, and you realize that there's these things that you just don't get and trends that you don't get. Like, it took me forever to understand Twitch and watching <laughs> people play games. And now mm-hmm. I get it. It's still very specific what I would watch, but mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> uh, with, you know, Destiny, you start a party and you're playing Destiny together, but I convinced this guy who was in our clan, Ben, to play Bloodborne, and he saw we both got on the night that it came out because we both downloaded it, and we're waiting for it to play it at midnight or whatever. And uh, he hit me up in a party chat, and he just started talking. He wanted to play separately while we talked in the party together. And I'm like, well, I, you know, this is the kind of game I put headphones on. Yeah. And he just wouldn't stop talking, and I'm too <laughs> nice of a guy. And I'm like, kids do this. They like, they hang out and they socialize even if they're not playing a game together. And yeah. I was like, it just it kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh, okay, I see. You know, mm-hmm. I like being the old loner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then he was ahead of me by like five minutes. He was like, oh my God, a werewolf. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> 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 the whole point of playing this game is like being shocked and surprised and scared and killed. You know? mm. So anyways, it was very enlightening. Oh, for sure. Yes, Vaughn. I'm acting oh. out the Bowser amiibo. Steve's playing my We'll move on because Steve's getting um, bored. Well, I'm, what I'm doing here is I'm ranking amiibos, or I'm sorry, amiibo. I'm just gonna I'm gonna line them all up over here, and I'm gonna put them like in a ranking order. Okay. Much like uh, Destructoid did this mm. week, which mm-hmm. is a piece of news. Go ahead. Is it like, what do you think the best looking amiibos are? Um, I mean, yeah, in a way, because I don't think that their ranking system actually tested them fully. They just kind of like looked at the appearance and decided this is how we're going to rank them. <laughs> so Destructoid has ranked, I think, all of the Smash Brothers uh-huh. line of Wait, 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 wait. Destructoid is still a website that exists? Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And to, it's 2016, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Devin is making video games, and Destructoid <laughs> still exists. So Destructoid has rated or ranked every Amiibo, uh, theoretically, mm-hmm. into a list of from worst, I'm holding Bowser, to best, which is Luigi, of uh, what, uh, how amiibos would be if they were butt plugs. <laughs> so th- this is actually an actual article that on Destructoid's website. 
And I kind of thought Bowser would be best. No, Neil. <laughs> you see all those spikes on his shell? This, you should not insert well, this if, into if your rectum. You, if you are crazy enough to have some kind of thing to where <laughs> what turns you on is well, shoving things in your ass, well, I kind of figured spikes might be something no. you're in. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> Come back to us, Adam. What I don't hurt? know if you guys have had this experience, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what a woman feels with anal probing and a man feels are very different. And uh, depending on if it's a woman or a man, I think this would, <laughs> this would rank differently. So the article was written by a man. I don't know. Each, each amiibo in the article has a paragraph describing you know, why it's ranked at that position that it's ranked. And position is very important when you're considering sticking something there. Um, so I, I don't know. Adam, did you, did you see this article Yarn before I mentioned Yoshi. it? I imagine he's typing it into the computer right <laughs> I now. I mean, am I the only one, get another am I the only one who ever had my prostate milked? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a procedure. Well, it, it was... Yeah. There were gloves involved, yes. Yeah. This is now... Okay, so Destructoid Amiibo butt plug is now in my Google search history don't for the record. Don't go to Destructoid's website because it's not... You shouldn't... Well, it's not even loading, so that's... They've actually been shut down since this article. <laughs> what, did, what did you think I was talking about, Adam, when, when I started this whole... I don't know. Yeah. I, we I don't know where you're going that. half the time when you bring up news stories anymore. Right. Well, I only bring up the most important hard-hitting news. <laughs> See, I figured worst would be uh, Duck Hunt. Because <laughs> um, that one's just... It's probably so very low again. <laughs> How much is on that panel right there with Amiibos, money-wise? I'm gonna just low, low ball and say like three hundred dollars, probably. Yeah. Probably three fifty. This is uh, and, and let me. I mean, I seriously hope this is more of a collector's thing. Yeah, it's yeah. more about the, it has nothing to do with the gameplay. Right, it's right. like until they. I was going with yeah. the more rounded characters for the. I'm just curious. Uh, for the best ones. one. Of the way, was I don't. Like, I don't. Have a, yeah. One of mine was for game reasons though. Luigi yeah. and that was uh, Toad has this arcing, pleasurable. Anyway, we should probably talk about something else. Let's, we're going to move on now. <laughs> That's I a good don't. story, though. It's a good news story. <laughs> we just lost every listener ever. <laughs> well, oh, we just gained. Most, half of our listeners are right here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't even know how to go on from this. Um, you won't be hard. sticking Oculus touch controllers up your butt anytime soon because those have been delayed to the second half of 2016. We talked about that briefly at the beginning of the show with VR. Uh, we're now going to move into my favorite segment of the show, the rumor has it section. Oh, I thought we were ranking Amiibo. Rumor has it. <laughs> rumor has it. Uh, rumor has it that uh, this is reported by Kotaku, my other favorite oh, video yes. game news source, that Assassin's Creed Empire will come out in 2017 and be set in Egypt. Was they're skipping a year? Yes. Uh, I think That's I missed it. I guess, wait. 2017. No, that is right. Yes. Okay, so I wrote skipping, that down correctly. They're skipping a year. Whoa. That's, yeah, that's rumor, bigger news that's, than I thought. That's the rumor. The rumor has <laughs> it that Assassin's Creed may or may, may. not. <laughs> I cannot confirm nor, nor deny. deny. It's not a rumor. You know, <laughs> this is, we've heard this around the house, around the, the tables. Now, this could be taken also that yes, this one's coming out in 2017, and some other game that's not leaked yet is coming out in 2016. Well, the rumor is that Watch Dogs, Watch 2, Dogs 2 is coming out in right. 2016. And that was the other rumor. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. That Watch Set in Dog. San Francisco, yep. which is a city of lights <laughs> I have to love. Say, I have to say that a skit that you and I used to do in Gameware has right. made, is still alive and well on the podcast which, form. Which 
What Luma doing? has it. Well, yeah, that's the that's why we do it. I know. That's I know. Why I'm, just, I'm saying it. I'm I'm glad yeah. it's alive and well. It, there's plenty more that I want to bring back. <laughs> stupid things we used to do at GameWare. So let's take this one at a time. Are you? Oh. Is this a good move for Assassin's Creed to like skip a? I do not like Assassin's Creed. Okay. Uh, and I think it's a great idea. Okay. Are you excited for Watch Dogs 2? No. <laughs> not at all. What if they're making some big changes? I, okay. Such as? Ubisoft says. Here's, I think I am done with most Western game design. I think, okay. I think I'm kind of sick of it. I don't think I care what your character is. I don't care what your setting is. What if he speaks in a Batman voice? Okay, I like that. <laughs> Can I climb a tower and yep. then make the map bigger? Yep. Okay, which which Batman voice? Where's the trigger? Okay. And I'm not talking about your sunset overdrives. I'm not talking about... Oh, no. I, I, that I'm into. Yeah. But I'm kind of sick of the... I, none of these people are likable. None of these things are fun, but you're going to mm-hmm. do them over and over and over for and 40 over? hours. Sure. Yeah. And here's a season pass. Here's our game. Mm-hmm. And here, buy our Batman game. Mm-hmm. Buy our Watch Dogs game. Buy... I mean, I think that's why y'all grab it towards Nintendo and I gravitate towards Indies. Probably. I mean, you know, yeah. I think... I, I don't... Because we're tired of this able shit. You know, I, I usually have a few AAA games on my favorites of the year and that I do play, but it's just got to be special. It's like a little dog. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't like little dogs. I like big dogs. Mm-hmm. You like watchdogs. <laughs> I like watchdogs. <laughs> no, wait. You when like I see a little dogs. dog, my experience tells me that he's going to yap dog. and he's going to pee if I try to touch it. Always. <laughs> right? But... <laughs> I will give that dog a chance right. to be cool. And so my initial is like, I'm going to watch you. And then if they prove me wrong, some of my favorite dogs have ever been little dogs. But that's how I'm with like AAA stuff. Like I don't really care for them. I do not like open world games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lose interest. I'm, too, I'm the worst mix of OCD and ADD. Like I lose interest, but you when I to, am into it, I, mean, I have to look at every rock, mm-hmm. every house, and... I never get to the. I never finish the game. The mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Pirate Simulator, which is a good game. I'm not yeah. saying these are bad games. No. Uh-huh. They're good games, but when, some of them are bad games. Some of them are, but most of them are good. Technically, they're proficient. Technically, like the last Assassin's Creed game was actually improved and good. It didn't have the issues that Unity had. I but I, I don't care. I don't want to play I, it. I say no. I don't like. I mean, I I played two and Black well, Flag and because they had the best one. great buzz. Yeah, well, and Black Flag. I start this game and I'm kind of into it. And then the first large area of the game, the map pops up, and there's like 300 things. Dots, yeah. I'm like, fuck this. I don't no. want to do any of this. That's why I turned Watch Dogs off. Well, it was a bad game, but when I as soon as I, the, there's 50 dots on the map, nope. And 50 is not even – that's – That was like the first hour of the game. I tried Far Cry 3 because it was such great buzz, and it was great, and I enjoyed it for about, whatever, 15 hours or 10 hours. And then, like, I got, you know, unlocked, like – the next landmass, and I'm like, oh, oh my more. god, <laughs> like this is gonna take me forever. See, I did the opposite. Like, I didn't really care for one and two. I loved three, and what then are we I, talking about Far Cry. Cry. I liked Far it, Cry. and then I got four. Like, it was like, oh, it's like the same thing, but Bigger. like more, yeah, better. More. And like an hour into and it, I, I was like, off. I no, yeah. I don't want this. I really like those games when I play them, but I quit playing them because I don't really get my to fill. I don't get my fill out of them the way. I want to because I play them hardcore, then I leave dissatisfied or yeah. unfinished, and then that kind of bothers a lot me. of a lot of the Western games, like Steven mentioned, it, it's just they, they usually have one thing that drives them and makes them really good. Like The Last of Us is the story and the character development. As right. far as like the gameplay and what you do, it's eh. really nothing spectacular, and it's the same way with Uncharted. Like the story isn't even really all that great. It's just 
it, it's almost like the character animations and like Drake himself is a very well, animated there's a charm good to it character. And stuff like well, that. then once you get to two, it's the set pieces. You yeah, know, it's like this. I can't what? believe this is happening. Right. I. Uh, but it's like that's what I'm looking forward to in four. It's not that I really care where the story goes. It's the reason I'm not watching a trailer is because the set pieces. Yeah, I don't. You don't want. want those, you don't want to see I, that in yeah, the commercial. Exactly. And they'll be in the commercial. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what ruined three for me. Yeah. yeah. Here's this burning room. Yeah. The airplane scene. The airplane All scene. That. Like that's what I always go to because it was like such a mind blowing thing, and they that was like pushing the trailers. And it's then ridiculous. as I'm playing through three, I am running through an airport, and I'm like. It's about to happen, yeah. and that just completely killed the experience. I've been for staying it. away from it, but I'm kind of scared. What is the new Mirror Edge looking like? Is it is it turning into like an open world or something? Like I haven't that? been paying attention. I don't know because I love Mirror's Edge, but I don't want to. Me too. Be a you know a climate tower. Ubisoft. I'm, actually, uh, I think it is on. open world. I'll probably it play it until it loses me. Um, I think Mirror's Edge was the last like dice game I really liked. You know what the best dice game of all time is. Dungeons and Dragons. No, the Xbox exclusive World mm. something rally. They had mm. two of them that were amazing. Mm, I don't know. Now we really lost everybody. No. Anyways, <laughs> but like then they started doing shooters. I'm like, what? <sighs> yeah. They lost me with their shooters after which one was it that was a launch on PS4? Battlefield, Battlefield 4? Like when I got to, there was a certain point in the game that was like the climax. It was like the the turning point of the game, mm. and right after it happens, the credits roll. And it's like, what the fuck? I thought there was supposed to be like four, hey like eight more levels, season four pass. more hours. You like, gotta, you gotta get that no, because that was just <gasps> multiplayer. <laughs> Rip. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm never playing one of these again. <laughs> like that's fucking horrible. Like four hours into it, and like a big turning point happens and it ends. What if I told you that Bad Company Three was in development? I'd like to. It's not in development. Yeah. Devin, we need we need Devin. <laughs> Battlefield style three. Battlefield, Battlefield style five. Bad company. Battlefield five. Let's go. But yeah, it se- it seems like uh, like I I I kind of agree with you on the Western development because like where like with Phil Fish years ago when he got like rained down on for saying how Japanese game development was just like awful and like that's the quote they went off of they never actually listened to what he said because i agree with a, a lot yeah of there was said. a huge like, discussion with him and like, Jonathan from Blow playstation one to playstation three like it was in a stalemate like well, they every were, rpg was like the same and, and and a lot of japanese developers around that time were like well we need to make our games more western yeah right they were, that's what's selling they weren't Gears chasing war. what yeah. they did well right and evolving it see a lot of especially indie stuff but the western market has been evolving it has and the japanese was stale for a while and yeah, Phil Fish is is one of these guys that just he might actually have something worth saying. He just says it in the worst possible way. He didn't even say it in a bad way. No, he just, he he said it in a very insensitive way. He said Japanese games suck these days because it was a Japanese and then that, game maker. And then that's what was quoted. But what what he was yeah. trying to say is that, and he, and he probably would have said it worse because he said it after this. He said. I'm disappointed with you guys, which is not the nicest way to say something, right. but like, I grew up on you guys. I grew up on your innovation and y'all haven't done anything great in a while as a whole, like as a community, mm-hmm. y'all are dropping the ball, um, which I kind of, you know, agree with for my taste, but you know, mm-hmm. but you know, now we're getting things like, well, the cave story and people like that. And yeah, but that was 10 years ago. Well, I know, but well, he had a good frog game that came out recently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but the point being is like, there was like one or two uh, indie developers kind of pushing the edge, and now 
it seems like they're yeah. doing a lot more. Like, I really want more, like, Suda51. Like, I want... Like, what yeah, is love. he doing? Like, where, where has he been? Mobile. Why can't I get more I don't know. D for the Xbox One? That first one was so good. Yeah. Wait, did you, you heard it here? I need to play that. T4 I have an Xbox One awesome. now. I can play that with a controller, right? I don't yeah, need I didn't play that. I didn't play with a stupid Kinect. I want to play with the Kinect because I have a Kinect. Yeah, I have a Kinect too. <laughs> Destructoid <laughs> is working on ranking both Kinects. It truly makes me sad that D4 rank them. will not have a second one. So Would it be D8? D4. I actually two. like the original Ds on PlayStation Saturn. 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 Yeah. yeah. Is little... that the same thing as the one that just that guy similar? Mm -hmm. That's that what's called D4. No, not at all. Oh man. D4 stands for four <laughs> D words. Dark so dreams don't die. Dark, Dark dreams, dreams don't, don't die. die. Yeah. D was for D's diner. Right. Anyways. Uh, Y'all want some more rumor has it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so apparently the Platinum Games TMNT achievement list, uh, list leaked. Yes. So, Eat 100 pizzas. An unannounced game like, yeah. that has a logo and art. <laughs> art and, and achievements. That would mean it's got to be coming out soon, right? Usually why can I not necessarily pop up? Not I, necessarily. Uh, oh, okay. I read a good bit of the achievements, and it made me even more excited for the game. You put this um, game out in June. Did y'all play June? Oh, yeah, That's, easily. With yeah, the movie. When the movie with comes the movie. out. Yeah. Right. Um, but this game seems like it's going kind of like the Transformers game, where it seems like it's a little more open world, because a lot of the achievements are like, in the residential district, run for, one, run for <laughs> one mile without touching the ground. And one of the... The Sunset Overdrive? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's another reason why I'm starting to get excited for it. But a lot of it seems to be aiming at, like, kind of like, I guess it's like Transformers, where it's like, I haven't played it, but I've read that it's like, big open levels, right. not necessarily open world. I'm not the biggest but. teenage fan, so... Well, you can just yeah. watch right <laughs> no, on you, um, We already have our no, four no, turtles no, lined when up, I, so I mean, you, I could, when, when, you could be Splinter. When, when I grew up, I mean, I was, like, hard... Like I went to the live concert that Me Pizza too. Hut. We were they were there together. We're the turtles. I was there. You were. You can count on us. That oh yeah, that is that a song. is a song. the uh, I <laughs> coming out of the shell tour. <laughs> yes, coming out of the shell. I have that on VHS. Like you know, and I love them. I went to the Loaded movies. I watched the cartoons. Train. But that was women in costumes. Like <laughs> no, one of the guys in costumes, Michael Ian Black oh, from really? uh, the state. That's a fact. Really? Yes. That's awesome. He was one of the guys in the costume. <laughs> Not singing, just in the costume. Nice. Um, and he had to leave that tour to do the state, which was a financial, like, the, the Ninja Turtles tour was paying more than the state would. <laughs> so that was an issue. But no, the state. We were both at that concert. We didn't know each other. We were there. Yeah, because you were like, it wasn't like there was older. one in one venue one night and it was, <laughs> one it was in another. We were in the same so, place. Centerplex, that's right. I, I just have it on VHS too. and it was great. What year was that? I like the jean jackets. Yeah, yeah, because I was like three. <laughs> so we're all oh there. I, I was probably there too. I was like three years old. I was not there. <laughs> I was not. There. We are so great together. <laughs> so yeah, you think this is uh when it comes out with the movie this summer? Oh yeah. I I also think maybe just digital. Yeah, oh, definitely just digital. Just digital. Was Transformers? Good? I don't know. It was a thousand points. The digital yeah. titles have thousand points. Oh, really? your Transformers seems like it would but be it, a digital game to me, and it was not. So hmm. this is getting a disc, yo. I'm about that disc. I put on. I'll pay sixty. I can't think of the last time I bought a Ninja physical game. game. A physical game. <laughs> well, not all of us have these huge hard drives like you do. <laughs> uh, true, but so, yeah. yeah. 
I've only got a 500 gig card. I haven't upgraded my PS4 hard drive, and I need to. I don't want to because my PT save my speed. My, my but I want to go four, four terabyte. They don't. You lot. can't fit them in there. Can't fit them in there. You can with the Nyko thing. Uh, yeah, but that Nyko, looks ugly. I've sold so many Nyko products. Anyways, I've got a terabyte that's filled up with anime right now. Nice. And your PlayStation? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I put a four terabyte on my Xbox One, and I'm glad because I have now about like 60 Xbox 360 games yeah, on there. That's insane. All my Xbox One and my PS4 are full. I keep having to delete stuff already. Yeah, my Xbox One is already like 77%. Yeah. Thanks, you, Rare. And I own uh, Rare games. Replay yeah. and Halo Master Chief. Yeah, because really that's about. like 90 gigs. Yes. Yeah. Rock Band songs for me. I okay. never really have to worry about filling out my hard drive. Well, you should buy more things then. Things. Because, like, I mean, I haven't even filled up like my Nintendo stuff. That has the least amount of like memory used. Yeah. Out of like every system ever. Nintendo files aren't huge. No. no, they're not. But I do get a lot of games for them. If and you I, own, I still manage to like not fill up that stuff. Well, they also Nintendo also doesn't. Well, the disc don't install on the Wii U, like they do still. On right. So Xbox PlayStation and, and PlayStation Xbox. 4. When you put that disc in there, it installs the whole damn game. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm deleting on my PlayStation. It's just those game installs. And I miss being able to just download all the Plus games. Like on my PS3, yeah. I just had all the Plus games. And now right. you can't really, can't do, really that. do that. <sighs> Y'all ready for some more rumor has it? Yep. Yeah. It's probably the biggest rumor has it that I saw There's this week. There's no way week. it's bigger than Turtles. Sorry. Um, rumor has it that uh, Nintendo's NX will be revealed this summer and launch this holiday. With the concept to be revealed between March and May of this year. Nice. What do you think? Do you think this will be a thing? Well, they have been trying to like push a lot more of their stuff out the door, so I don't I know. I wouldn't be surprised. But I mean, this, this, good for them if they do it. But if not, then it's whatever. I mean, we saw that that uh, patent come out recently with the weird controller that's like a bike. That kind of phone. scares me. Yeah, I like me too. The, um, the analog. Turn wheels, yeah, thing. triggers. That's kind of cool, right? It's got like dials mm-hmm. for triggers. I've been saying that NX is coming out this year. A lot of other people, including other people at this table, are saying 2017, but right. I really think it's coming out this year. Like, there's not much else coming out on Wii U. Zelda's gonna be a split title, if that. And they keep saying Zelda's coming out 2016. They don't say when because it's coming out on NX too. Whatever NX ends up being, I really hope the Focus like the the center focal point on the console is a conveyor belt that like makes my amiibo <laughs> go directly into the console, and then there's like lights that shine. I just I want it to be like it's, it's a nightclub. I, no, no, I want it to be like a creepy crawler creator. You know, like you, creepy crawler. It's 1993, and you're baking your creepy crawlers, and it's yep, I remember those. So you just you put you put your amiibo on the conveyor belt, and then it just kind of like moves into the system. And the lights are just for an effect. They don't do anything. <laughs> and then it scans it. And then, I don't know, there's like a hole in the back of the system, so the conveyor belt just like dumps them into a garbage can or something. That would be so cool. That's not where I thought you were going with that whole comment. Wouldn't that be great if it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to load up my Rob, and then it just goes into the system. 
That sells, man. That's gonna sell an NX. That's you put that in Toys R Us, oh, they're out of stock. That's you should have like, pre-ordered. That's like what uh, with the PlayStation Three was coming out, and everyone was making fun of it by it being a George Foreman grill. And I'm like, that's right. a fucking amazing a idea. Op- I can cook meat and play <laughs> Heavenly Sword at the same time. When I wake up before I go to bed, I lay out six strips of bacon on my George Foreman grill, <laughs> and I go to sleep. It's good for I me. I wake up, I plug the Foreman grill in. What's so weird about this? <laughs> yeah. So if I if I could design the Wii U two NX, that's what I would do. I would put all my money oh, all my money on conveyor belt technology. Whoever, if you don't own, okay, listen to Devin. If you're into stocks, if you don't own conveyor belt company stocks, you need to get into it now. Because if you wait, don't tell. I have to cut this part out too, so people don't go steal well, no, our we ideas. We invest now. Yeah. Then. Before, it's before you upload. Before you upload. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess NX kind of has to be a handheld, right? Sort of. Yeah, sort it's supposed to be some kind of hybrid between right. a console and a handheld. You can't sell – we've talked about this before. You cannot sell a console in Japan. No. It's like the Wii Everybody U. Everybody wants a mobile the phone. The Wii U has outsold the PS4 in Japan. That's right? interesting. Wow. Yeah. Not by a lot, and it has been out longer. But still. But still. still. Um, so it has to if, – if that's your primary market – to launch, and it will be probably. It needs to be something that you can bring with you mm-hmm. that can street pass, yep. that can exchange transfer data, <laughs> so to speak. So, but but also plug up to your TV because you can't. Nintendo can't compete with itself anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, why am I having to buy Smash Brothers twice? Right, right. So well, I just buy it once and play it on both. Is it a dock for my phone? Oh, I hope not. Yeah, I don't think I'd be interested in that. Mm-mm. Would I buy it? Probably, as long as it has a conveyor belt. But uh, yeah, maybe it does come out this year. But if it comes out this year, like, what do they do? Do they get it as powerful hardware-wise as a PS4 or Xbox One? Do we need another third one? Do they do their weird, like, we're Nintendo, we're just doing our own shit? Like, how does this come out? Even if you do make it comparable or stronger, that doesn't mean third parties are coming back. Especially if you have some weird touch interface controller. Can I use my Wii U tablet? Like, right. what if I want to keep playing Mario Maker? You, you mm-hmm. can't tell me they're going to stop with Mario Maker mm-hmm. on their next console. It hasn't even been a year. They'll make Mario Maker 2 for NX. But the whole the, – the best part about that is the, the touchpad. Touch right? Yeah. So it's – I imagine they'll probably make it touchpad compatible. Yeah, maybe. And like, well, okay, we're not going to include the touchpad, but if you already have one, It'll use connect. it. Yeah, use because it to, use the, it with the, the Wiimotes work with the Wii U. And if you don't have a tablet, we're going to sell this separately yeah. for maybe $100. Mm-hmm. And we're going to throw in Mario Maker. Yeah, that's, like that's if, a good bundle. If you don't have the tablet, you buy our NX. Mm-hmm. You can get the tablet with Mario Maker for a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a good. So mm-hmm. that, that could work. You know, there's so many. Would, we just don't know. We yeah, don't know. I would much rather like looking at the controller. I would much rather play on the gamepad. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, but the validity of this rumor. Do you think Mar- March March to May we get a concept? We get a revealed E3. I yes. Think, I think it can be. I think if we get a concept in the spring, you better believe it'll be E3. Oh, for if sure. If they talk about this at all, and they will. If it's coming, they will talk about it in a direct before. You think so? It's a, and, and if they do it at E3, is it a press conference or is it another? Just another direct. I think it's another video. direct. I think they're I think done with another, pressers. I think it's another direct. Yeah. Another direct, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get Pokemon Z as well because they haven't been doing much by way of Pokemon. They haven't been way. doing much of anything. What's you Nintendo know. done? Well, they're kind of working, working on, on the NX. NX. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. I mean, release. <laughs> and finish it up, Star Fox and Zelda. And. Federation Force. Well, really. <laughs> I think that game was finished a long time ago. I don't care what they, they haven't said it was gone. 
So I've been off right. the Nintendo train for so long, and I don't see myself going back until I don't care what type of system it is when there's a straight-up Metroid game on. Then I'll be back. Mm, well, well, you won't be getting that with Federation. Force. You won't be coming back for a while, buddy. <laughs> yep, Sorry. Um, what about okay? NX launches with F Zero, Metroid. <laughs> we know that's not happening. Gunstar Heroes Three. Gunstar Heroes. I don't even know if I trust Treasure. I don't even know. What are they doing? They're doing mobile games. Yeah. I don't, I'm sure it's sad. not even the same people. Probably not. Um, but what a dense history. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I think, I think. I think I jumped ship on Nintendo after the original Wii because there's the Mario's, the Zelda's that I adore. And the only other things that I really come back to other than like the three or four franchises that they do put out, spread out, um, is their, the beauty of the quirkiness, the the tether to the past of, of it being Nintendo. But I, I think for me personally... I I found what I used to love about the weird Nintendo. Like when I, I came to your house one day a couple years ago or whatever, and you were playing the Mario game on the Wii U, and it looked um, there was a cat suit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this just makes me feel good watching this. It's it, I'm so happy. But I think I kind of just I found a replacement. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just I kind of get my fill of that stuff from a lot of indie games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they also tend to go a little darker. Yeah, a little deeper for where I'm at, and so I don't know. It, you want? I still. It's, it's amazing how much I still love and respect Nintendo, but I'm just not in the same headspace as they are right now. So. Yeah, a lot. A lot of Nintendo for me is just the charm. The charm, yeah, for sure. You know, Nintendo patented dark and quirky with Pikmin. <laughs> you want dark and quirky? That game will fuck you up. <laughs> that's all. That's 2001, yeah. buddy. Not the movie, but the year. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So. But um, I'm, I am curious about this uh, NX stuff, um, but I can't even fathom what they're going to do. Like, I mean, Splat to me, two. it's like, two. Ninten- I like it. Nintendo has me with, if you make a Zelda game for it, I'm going to be buying it. I mean, well, it'll be another Twilight Princess. They're going to make a Zelda Princess. game for everything. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's going to be another Twilight Princess situation, I'm, right? Like, it'll be the new Zelda is on the Wii U I'm or this. I so would, well, I mean, they're gonna, they're probably gonna make the an NX only Zelda title too. Uh, down the line, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. It also doesn't. The last Zelda I really liked was Wind Waker. So if they, if the new Zelda comes out and it just is like blowing everyone away, I'm sure I'll eventually mm-hmm. pick up. A Wind Waker for me was is the last console Zelda that mechanically was uh, interesting. That um, I loved the art style, but also the gameplay itself. I just I wish right. it had more dungeons. You know, Twilight Princess was a, a different direction, and people wanted that. I don't know if they actually did want it, um, because people when when you know when that game came out, it was it had this adult tone, and people were like, well, we're we're leaving this kitty Zelda behind, Zelda. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if Twilight Princess. I don't think it's a better game. I think Wind Waker is a better game. Just because the tone is different. Yeah, I mean, I think they're. I. I, I mean, Vaughn can speak on this more than I can. I like the idea this. that there could be a. Well, for what I've for what I've gathered and reading a lot on like Zelda forums, the Zelda Informer and stuff, a lot of people's favorite is Twilight Princess. That, even, I know a lot even of people more like so than Princess. even more so than Ocarina of Time. And Twilight uh-huh. Princess for me had such a slow burn. Like the start put me off so much, and I think yeah. that's kind of. It really is. I mean, the first the first three dungeons of Twilight Princess. I mean, are, not are, just that. Are, was some of the most uninteresting Zelda I've ever played. 
but uh, yeah, I but think then I didn't make it. But then those. after that, it was a completely mind blowing. I didn't game. really like Skyward Sword much. I, I love Skyward like Sword. Skyward. I hate motion control. Yeah, that's very I, much the story for me too. <laughs> you know how much I play Zelda. Yeah, and I've only played that one once. Yeah, and I, here. I, I, have, I, I have no interest in picking it back up. Me either. It's it's the most handholdy in the franchise. Is what bugs me about that game, and that's for me. The past five, six years, that's been my biggest problem with Nintendo titles. It's like Tutorial City. It's like the whole game is a tutorial. Well, it, was, it was like that for Link Between Worlds, too. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, I feel like up until the final level, we always joke, you know, the, here's the tutorial on how to beat the final boss. It's <laughs> yeah. like literally we'll that's say the, that. That was and what it was. <laughs> y- y'all found that in the Link Between Worlds? I, it was very Every time easy. I pick up a rupee, I mean, you it don't was have easy, to tell me but it's five rupees every time. Every time you went I thought the... you meant like they were actually like coaching you through the game. Well, not like not like words popping up coaching you, but just like other ways of like showing you what to do, like the very moment that it pops up. Like every time the boss it came, came glowy it was part. like it zoomed in on this glowy part. I <laughs> really wish every Nintendo game when you start playing would, would just be like, hey, how old are you? <laughs> Do you are you eight or older? Yeah. Then okay. If you are seven or younger, hold on a second. That's that's what they should be doing. Mario and Luigi Dream Team was the worst about that. And I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing it. No right, shit. Right now, it is the game that is so on my times, 3DS. It was like. You're in battle, and to do the extra damage, you press A, and it's like, all right, right before. Okay, now hit A right now, and then it'll do more damage. Like, oh, yes, are, are you excited you. for Paper Jam? Hell no. <laughs> It's been getting kind of. It's out everywhere else. You know? Right. Yeah. I'll buy it because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. No, I'm not. I got Dream Team for free to review it. Nice. Back for Attack of the Fanboy. Gave it a four. Out of ten? Yeah. No. Oh. Five. Okay. It was okay. It was just a little too handledy. Yeah. The, the point is, like, like Nintendo, especially with the Zelda franchise, is getting a little bit more handheld, like, handholding. Yeah. <laughs> as of late. That was but a good who rumor. knows? This next good one rumor. might be good. You never know. Good rumor. And then I had one more rumor, but then it became confirmed. So. Oh. Well, what is it? Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider for PC is coming out yes. January 28th. So only Excellent. You should have put that in new releases. <laughs> well, that's coming up it's in, in like three weeks. It'll be in new releases. That's true. Yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. Did you play Tomb Raider at all, Scott? Rise of the Tomb Raider? It's in my top games of the year. Okay. We'll get yeah. to it. Because... Uh, we talked about that. It's fine. We've already talked about several. You know. No, yeah, no, no. no. Yeah. I'm just curious because I'll... Well, I'll buy it when I play the first one, hopefully, but with it on PC, get that Tress Effects going. Oh my god, yeah. If you can play I'd it rather have that. Superior machine. And it's only out two months after it's it came out on, on, uh, on Xbox One. So. Yeah. That's actually pretty pretty close. I thought they'd space it a little more. But. Yeah. I mean, the PlayStation version's not coming out until later, but fuck that. Yeah, that's a year. Yeah. Uh, that's all and the news. I don't have to wait. <laughs> That's uh, all the news I have for this week. Did I got I, I got, got one rumor. Oh, this R- rumor, rumor just came out like 30 minutes ago. Whoa! But there are reports like popping up everywhere that GameStop has playable demos for Street Fighter Five. Ooh, okay. And that's that's pretty big because that's coming out in March. Coming out in February. February. Oh, okay. Next I didn't realize it was so soon. Why'd you say that? Man? What? Oh. I have panic attacks every time. <laughs> oh, GameStop. God used to work. Sorry. You just calls another one. <laughs> That's the Man- name of the store. I'm sorry. To manage and movies too. That's right. <laughs> well, that place <laughs> yeah, no. might have some playable demos of Street Fighter Five. So if you want to like no, try out like what tends to be what's going to be end up being probably the final beta of the game, 
go play it. I didn't it realize that That's was so close. I also didn't realize very close. XCOM 2 comes out like February 5th. I pre I pre-ordered that on Steam because I'm an idiot, but whatever. Um, a lot of games coming out earlier this year. I didn't realize that. But what's coming out next week, you ask? That is a good question. I did ask that with my eyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, PS4 is getting some uh, PC games that have come out previously with uh, Gone Home and The Banner Saga. I'll play Gone Home oh. again. Yeah, Gone Home is very good. Trophies. Uh, also, uh, yeah. a game called Tharsis. Is it called a game called Tharsis? No, it's called Tharsis. Okay. That's coming on PS4 and PC. Not Scott. No, that one on that. Yeah. If Scott doesn't know. I was hoping Scott it's would. It's an open world Star Wars like RPG. There's a lot of indie <laughs> stuff out there. Tharsis. <laughs> I, I got my finger on some of it. Is a turn based strategy yeah, permadeath game set on the first manned mission to Mars. I thought it was a game that would tell you what a word could also Th mean. You're thinking of Tharsarsis. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles India oh, yeah. is coming side out on PS4 and PC. Side 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 they lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did. And that's it uh, for your new releases for next week. It's the beginning of the year. Too early for like the big games to come out. Um, got a few more weeks. I remember ago. like five, six years ago when Bayonetta and Darksiders One came out the same day, the first <laughs> like, Tuesday, the first of January. That was awesome. I love yeah. Darksiders. Yeah, they're both those games are great. I actually I've been meaning to go buy the uh, the Dark, Death Definitive Edition purely because I'm so stupid. Whenever it kind of sank with, whenever that series sank with THQ, the fact that there is a chance that it could come back with a lot of those same people. I was gonna buy it just purely to. I never uh, played the second one. Great, I love the first it's a great one. Zelda game. The second yeah. one is great, but I think it got penalized for from the fans for them being too different. Like, it's much more of an open world. It mm. is an open world. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's more like Fable, like hub. It's it's an open world that I don't. Mind. I would actually say like the first Dark Siders is very much an analogy for in parallel for Zelda. You're right. I would say the second one is much more of a Legacy of Cain yeah. kind of game. That's and I thought it was great. I still might prefer the first one a little better, but I, I love the second It was much bigger. Um, this would be the part of the show where you would send us emails at GameWareExpress at gmail.com. But we didn't get any of this. That's because we ain't got Scott's here. And before we get to special stages, uh, it's always a treat. Usually at the end of the year, Scott comes by and, and tells us his top games. But mm -hmm. it's all right. It's only a couple of weeks into 2016. Right. So it's what. Let's go ahead, Scott. Oh, sure. Your, yeah. your uh, top games the good news of 2015. We've talked about several of them, so <laughs> it should only take three hours. But Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, we just crossed hour two, so. You know, I. Um... It's interesting to me because it's always a lot of games I've never heard of, which I always like learning about. And then I usually go back and play them in the next year, and I enjoy them. And then I wish I could have put them on my top ten list from the last well, year. Well, I don't think there's much in here that you haven't heard of. Okay. I mean, a lot of these are indie, but they're indies mm -hmm. that had popular pre presence. Indies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that um, I know you guys do a top five. This is a top ten. Okay. But I'm a fine. special guest, so I expect to be paying for Hey, perfect. Um, <laughs> I just didn't play ten games last year. So. <laughs> and to uh, cut down on ever talking about Destiny again, <laughs> I've decided to cheat because mm -hmm. Destiny will be my number one game for the next 10 years. Right. So now, officially, I just don't put them on my list. Okay. And I officially call uh, Destiny basically sponsors my top 10. So <laughs> this is the Destiny Taken King Presents, Scott's favorite games of 2015. Uh, my number 10 favorite was Lorecroft Go. 
Yeah. I wish I'd have played that more, because like, yeah. I really like that game. Don't even talk about it. Just, you know, I thought the puzzles were great. Mm-hmm. I don't like the bite size aspect of it. Yeah. It's great when you have kids. <laughs> it's also the only mobile game that I probably played this year more than, like, ten seconds. I also seconds. really like the fact that we just all, like, never talked about it, and we just, us three, randomly happened to download it wow. all yeah. within the same day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I also really like what they did with the, the style of her as a model, because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. basically the old Tomb Raider model. Yeah. And she does a lot of the same, like the little, if she climbs up on a ledge, she'll do the handstand mm-hmm, slowly, mm-hmm. which is a throwback. Right. Yeah. And I do miss, for how much I love the new Tomb Raider, I was a huge Tomb Raider fan, mm-hmm. the original. And um, so it kind of definitely nice little nostalgia button there. You know me. what game does that same kind of move where it's the slow handstand jump over? Enlighten me. Resident Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> the Ada missions, she does that same thing. It's one-handed, though. I thought this was going to be in Resident Evil 4 Devin free. Joke. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't go a single episode of this show without mentioning Resident Evil 4. That's true. Another good thing is that ones on this list that y'all didn't talk about, we can't talk too much about unless you want spoilers. But, you know, uh, don't like for spoilers. instance, number nine is Everybody Has Gone to the Rapture, which is oh, my ninth favorite game. That's so bad. Um, now, Neil, you didn't seem to know this when I told you, but it's basically a gone home walking simulator. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely mm-hmm. not for everybody. Right. Um, but I did enjoy Gone Home. Yeah. It, this one is cool. Uh, it's by the Chinese Room, who did one of the first of those games. They did a uh, Half-Life mod called Dear Esther yeah. a while back, and then they redid it. whole W to win. And it, it, it was kind of like the Stanley Parable kind of equivalent from like eight, nine, ten years ago, where it was one of these mods that got a lot of traction, and then they... Um, and Dear Esther, they actually got enough funding to redo it with good graphics and stuff. And then they did uh, their only other game after that was the second Amnesia. I'm not sure if you guys have played Amnesia. For pigs. Yes. And a lot of people didn't like Amnesia 2 as much as 1 because it was more of a story game mm-hmm. and less of the psychological horror. Right, right. Um, which I appreciated. Um, and this one is no different. It's, uh, it's kind of like a Twilight Zone mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something... You're walking around and you're finding these orbs that represent people that used to live on the small English town, and you're trying to piece together wh- where everybody went. And uh, to a rapture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, but it, it has it, the reason you play this is for well thought out characters and the story. That's the only reason you would play this, and it's it's really cool. And I wish more games did stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think because Gone Home. Uh, was successful, I think more people would take chances on these. But uh, that was my number nine. Excellent. Number eight, and just the fact that this is not higher makes it a very disappointing uh, to me, Halo 5. Yeah. Number eight. I've never had a Halo game not be one of my favorite games of the year. Yeah, I just... Um, Halo 5 didn't... I also haven't finished the story yet just because it kind of was boring. I would say Halo after Halo 2, uh, the story... Jumped the shark and lost my. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I meant the campaign. But, but you know, the the gameplay and stuff like that. And I think what really alarms me about this one is that um, Halo Four I liked a lot, but it definitely missed something that Bungie had in Halo. Mm-hmm. And but I thought it was really good in other ways. I thought they had right. actually progressed enough that okay, well, there's certain things that three four three a team built specifically to make this game and shepherd, you know, this universe, there's something they got right, but they're missing a soul mm-hmm. that every Halo game had up before this. Right. 
and I'm like, but I, I can see this going either way. I can see their next one knocking out the park or not. Because Halo 5 in all all categories is better than Halo 4. But it's still missing that soul, which makes right. it almost... It's a better game than Halo 4, but it actually disappoints me more because I'm like, I don't know if they'll ever be able to do what Bungie did. Right. I and I adore Halo. I solely pretty much want to play this game for Warzone. Yeah, actually, I, I played Warzone great, but... Uh, before Destiny, I did not do multiplayer shooting. The only reason I got into multiplayer shooting was to get Destiny single-player content, such as exotic bounties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And to do that, you had to play the, the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I got pretty good. Mm-hmm. And that makes all the difference in the world. So when I was playing Warzone, I actually really loved it. But I was like, I'm going to have to pump a lot of time into this. And that's time you could be putting into Destiny, <laughs> right? So uh, I was waiting for other people to get it and maybe right. do it once in a while with friends, but I don't see myself mm-hmm. regularly playing with it. Um, I did like I did like the the mode a mm-hmm. lot, but it's definitely for me. I'm still not like Destiny didn't convert me to a ma- major multiplayer guy. I just it's got to be a specific thing. Did going back to the campaign? Did you give two shits about Spartan Locke and his story? Because I don't. That didn't bother me. Okay. I, I haven't given two shits about anything in, in okay. most first-person shooters in a while. Well, um, was... but you know, Halo had already kind of lost me with its story. It just got too convoluted. Mm-hmm. And um, well, me too. But I finally started kind of grabbing what's going on. And like Master Chief was doing his thing that kind of carried over from Halo Four that I was really yeah. wanting to do. And we're about to go do that thing. Now let's go back to Spartan Lock and do the side shit that I don't care about. And that's when I quit playing. Yeah, it was a lot of unnecessary, uh, unnecessary filler as yeah. far as like where they were going with the story. But, you know, you know, when I was playing, it didn't matter which Spartan it was. I wasn't thinking about me as Master Chief, me as um, Locke. I did. See, I don't Halo really project myself. Into... Halo is Master Chief. Right. <laughs> Not this random dude. No, I understand that. that. I understand that. But that, that that's, that's just Halo something I didn't too. focus on. For me, like... Graphically, it's just Gorgeous. it was an unbelievable game. Yes, I would say the levels that hit were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love the updated gameplay control. I thought it's uh, Destiny. I you, it is, but it feels different. Like because I at the time I was playing Destiny, not as good. I was literally playing both these games every day, mm-hmm. and it would take like thirty minutes, you know, either direction to adjust to quit killing myself. Yeah, you when know? we were playing Iron Banner, I kept hitting R one to reload. Right. I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, but like, uh, you know, for instance, the one thing they do on Halo that they don't do on Destiny is I like not having the double jump, but having the climb, mm-hmm. uh, because that saved my butt a lot. I, I really liked it. The that boss battle over and over again was awful. Um, certain levels, fuck that. Yeah, there, there were certain levels that. that just were average, and that's kind of unex- not like unacceptable, but it's just like it's just gonna zap the win out of your sails. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like. I mean, I still really liked it but at the same time i was a little sad playing it because i don't think kayla will ever be what it was um but yeah destiny (laughs) but it's still better than most games that i played this year no i agree yeah it was still worth playing and i never once even thought i don't want to play this Mm -hmm. you know um number seven is soma yeah i've heard a lot of good things about soma um by the uh original the people who did the first amnesia Mm -hmm. and they used to make up their first Big series was Penumbra, mm, which was uh, a fun very similar to um, Amnesia, but less scary. But um, that game is terrifying. And actually, I still haven't beaten it. It still makes my list because 
I have so much anxiety playing that game. Uh, yeah, um, that was Outlast for me. But man, there's something about it, man. Like, uh, uh, first of all, the story is top notch of any story I've heard in a long time uh, in in gaming. The sci-fi uh, story is just deep, complex, well thought out. It's right up the right up the alley of the stuff that I look for, um, which you don't get much in games. Um, the gameplay actually is the weakest part, mm. um, but the world they built, it, it, it's all worth the playthrough. Um, it's a very philosophical, it's a shocking, you, you just never know what's going on and you don't know what's around the corner. I remember you, I played for like an hour and a half before anything was physically in the game mm-hmm. that could harm me, but that hour and a half creeping up to that first point... Mm-hmm. It might as well have been there because I was freaking out. Right, right. <laughs> and when that thing did, I literally like, I mean, I, my heart just like popped, and I was just like freaking out. What if you could play Soma in Oculus Rift? I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I, I really think it would be too intense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it, it's an amazing game, not for everybody. If you didn't like Amnesia, don't play it. <laughs> Fair enough. But but unlike Amnesia, the story is one of the best you're gonna play in the games. Period. So, um. Number six is Grow Home. Okay. Steven played Grow Home. I didn't get a chance to play Grow Home. I like Grow Home. I love Grow Home. Mm -hmm. I love two two hour games. (laughs) You only played for two hours? Uh, Well, I don't know. I feel like I played it for like four. I didn't even finish it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Well, did you like 100% it or just get to the top? I just got to the top. Yeah. I'm going to go back. Actually, what happened was, what had happened, what had happened was, was uh, I had it on PC. And my laptop is quite getting uh, antiquated, and I have a lot of issues with even Grow Home. Yeah, well, Grow Home, I mean, it's... And I heard... Not surprising. Right around the time that I was playing it, I put it down and was going to come back to it, and then I heard the PS4 version was coming out. Yeah. We know that that was a PS Plus game, and I just haven't, you know... I always meant to go back and finish it 100, 100%. Right, but, right. Uh, but I was waiting for the PS4, and then by the time PS4 came out, I kind of... Hadn't finished yet, but that game. You want to talk about a game in the Oculus that was unnerving? I don't think I could play Grow Home in Oculus. Oh, I love. Uh, Why is that? Because just on my television, I was like losing it, trying to keep the grip on the underside of those those tree arms, mm-hmm. the, the plant arms. Just I've never felt the sensation of height in a game as much as I have in Grow Home. It was. It's crazy when you fall. Yeah, like you know, and like just desperately trying to like grasp on something, to something, yeah, to something, uh, and like the first time you kind of get up to like maybe a third of the way up, and you get into like the the, the caves, and, right, right. Oh, I I just loved it. Like, um, it was a sense of magic to it. It reminded me of a Nintendo game. It does. It really does. It reminds me of like some weird N sixty four game. Or... The noises, the movements are charming. Yeah. Uh, it's just again the color palette is something you don't see anymore. You know, it's not as colorful as sunset overdrive but you know definitely uh old school color palette graphic style with modern undertakings you know so that was my number six my number five steven is bloodborne yeah <laughs> um also did not beat i hit the same thing I'd, i had the same problem with it that I had with Dark Souls, but I got a lot further in it than I did with Dark Souls. Bloodborne. I played that. That was the first game to get me off of Destiny, period. And it was probably a mistake jumping into a, going from a 800-hour game 
and going straight into like a hundred hour game. And I was really obsessed, super into it. Um, and then I hit a wall. Probably made some bad decisions with how I leveled up and which weapons I picked. Mm-hmm. Got to a place that I hated. Started getting invaded all the time. Said I need to take a break. Steven, I stop c- invading Scott's game. Just let him beat <laughs> and, it. And uh, and uh, now when I look at it, I'm like, I don't think I'll ever play that again. But, man, that 80 hours that I put into <laughs> it without beating it was some of my favorite this year. Okay. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you guess what area, Steven, that I uh, quit at? The I don't remember the name of it, but it's all the like craggly-looking... Nightmare Rocks. Nightmare Frontier? Nightmare Frontier. How, how did you know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, that was an amazing game. And it reminded me a lot of Destiny and the fact that there's all this lore that you kind of have to piece together from environment and stuff like that, you know. So I always appreciate that stuff. Um, number four, Mr. Adam, Undertale. Yeah. Okay. All right. So stick with it. Okay. Um, I'd be, I, want I would love to hear because I do think there are going to be people to get to it and be like, that's it. Mm-hmm. But I think the majority of people, it's, I really would love to talk about it. Like, yeah. um, you know, part of the reason you know, I like to come here is because, <laughs> you know, I, I have my family, I have my kids, my wife doesn't play games. And so I play these things, I internalize them, I break them down hardcore, mm-hmm. and, you know, analyze uh, listen to other people, but I never have a dialogue with people. Right. So I love coming here to talk about it. So, you know, I hope more people finish it just so I can actually openly talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. I've never started it. Because, Bong, you said, right? Yeah, it, it, might, it, might, it. it might get groggy at some points, but it's worth it all the way up to the end. Steven, you know what I would describe as uh, Undertale? I would just say it's kind of almost like a frog for actions. Yeah. Not... And how weird it goes, but you realize at the end that you weren't playing what you thought you were playing. Right. Right. And <laughs> yeah, I can't talk about it. It's it's okay. yeah. It's, okay. But, but I'm gonna work on it. I'm work it, on it. Regardless of how you feel about the ending and how much it changes your mind about the game, it definitely I think for most people is something you're gonna want to talk about more than most games. Okay. It's like you tend to acquire like all of like the goodness and the taste of like what that game offers kind of like in my opinion that's how earthbound was with me like i didn't like it at first but as i kept playing it it grew on me mm-hmm. so even though i felt it got groggy in a lot of parts i still loved it all the way up to the end so Fair i enough. feel i feel that's what undertale is going like for you at this point okay. right now cool uh number three is tomb raider rise rise, rise of the tomb raider um you know, I might be uh, in the minority here, but I actually prefer the reboot term, uh, Tomb Raider over uh, uh, Nathan Drake, whatever, uh, Uncharted. Sorry, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's tired. Um, and I think it's because what, uh, and why Tomb Raider, this Tomb Raider is way better than the first one, and I really like the first one. The first one that came out two years ago. Right, the first of the reboot, right, yeah. uh, which was like you know one of my favorite games of that year, was that... Um, there was more of this fighting and then kind of world hub like uh, collectathon thing going on, but the tombs and the puzzles and the inv- and the settings, uh, set pieces, right? Is what you were talking about with yeah, Uncharted. Exactly. Yeah. I think uh, Uncharted 
destroys Tomb Raider in combat, character design, story if you want to call it. I mean, they're better at swashbuckling fun. But Tomb Raider, even the reboot in this one, destroys Uncharted for me and puzzle and, and uh, set pieces. Yeah. Hmm. And that's why I always played like that's why I always played those. And the fact that this one has way more of that, they've improved the other aspects of it to be way more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, graphically, there was nothing more. I mean, for how good you know other games uh, were this year, Battlefront. Uh, you could come in on Tomb Raider on the Xbox One, come around a, a curve, and even if it's like a frame rate drop or a chug a little bit. That was still the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. This year, <laughs> like you would come to this empty, vast canyon, and all of a sudden there's just this like lost thing to time, mm-hmm. and knowing that I'm going to go into that and spend three hours going level to level, trying to like solve the riddles of this ancient tomb. I was just, it's just, I think I had a uh, shit-eating grin the entire time <laughs> I played that game. This might be my number two game of the year if I didn't at the 85% mark hit a game-breaking bug. Oh no! And I have to start over again. Oh, no thank you. So, they fixed it, but people who get that bug, the point, point, whatever percent of people, right? yeah, I have to start over and play about 13 hours to nope, get back there. I was, oh well, YouTube so, ending or something. I was so mad, but then I thought back that my favorite game of all time is Fez, and that happens to be in Fez, and oh, wow. I just gave it some time and went back, and it was worth it. You could do what Neil did with Fallout 4 and just persevere through the bug. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? Like, I can't fast travel. Oh, okay. Well, see, there is no persevering here. There is it's breaks. broke the game. It, it, just, the game. it just literally like, you, soft you, uh, it. Yeah, it's so weird what you do to start this bug. Uh, it's something that you would never, you know, just like for people who explore a lot and do things early. That's mm. me. Oh, I shit, go, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> you're, you're uh, not into exploring well, they patched it again, so sin, but, I'm, but I'm screwed. Um, so, it, but the point being is that, like, you get to a point like 30 minutes later, where she just freezes and you can't do anything. Like mm-hmm. things don't get triggered. Like I knew something was up because <laughs> I'd done the thing that started the bug, went into a village and I could hear a gun battle happening, but there was no one in the village. <laughs> but I could hear people fighting all around me. I'm like, is this some ghost story? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then I uh, went a little further and then you know glitched, reloaded. Mm-hmm went through it again and then i was like i need to look this up and sure enough a slow but steady page on uh whatever who's who does it square enix yeah website of people like yeah glitch here and then two days later yeah we we, uh we we found what the bug is and sorry Mm -hmm. yeah so Uh, it was heartbreaking but i'll I'll play it next year i'll finish it and the the sad thing is i hear the last two hours is like the best part of the game Mm. um number two ori in the blind forest yeah I Vaughn really like that one. I think part of the reason why Axiom Verge was so disappointing to me was because I played Ori first. I can understand that. And Axiom Verge was so cool when I first started it, but I realized what I thought I wanted, I didn't. Which I thought I wanted a verbatim old school Metroid game. Mm-hmm. But playing Ori and getting very smart design with a modern take doing Metroid, it well, it done well. Right. Um... That's actually want that because I would play for three hours in Axiom Verge and not make any progress, and it was very frustrating because it was very tunneled. Like, did you play Axiom Verge or? I did not. Uh, there's a very specific order of things you can do, and there's not much leeway out of it. And if you can't find that one thing, there's just not gonna be progress. Mm-hmm. And uh, I probably got about seventy percent through Axiom Verge and hit a wall. 
Um, yeah. And Ori, unbelievable. Just highly suggested. <laughs> you can even just load up the game and look at it. And yeah. Just be mesmerized. Oh, by I mean, it. like the escape scenes <laughs> that some people have a hard time with. I guess maybe I, I grew up too much in platforming days. I found them challenging. I died a lot, but it was so exhilarating while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a Donkey Kong? I don't think much gave me that boost of adrenaline and dopamine is is those seven or eight chase scenes. Um, but yeah, uh, Ori is amazing. And number one would be the Talos Principle. Yeah. Now, technically, that might be cheating because it was released on PC on like December 18th yeah. of 2014. But by that point, people have done their game of the year. Yeah, and it came out on PS4. And PS4. Yeah. And um, I started playing that a couple months ago. And um, I'll count it. I'll allow it. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> uh, like Soma, the and even better than Soma. Well, they're both different, but the same. But they they tackle humanity and artificial intelligence in a different way. Mm. And I mean, you're gonna play it, right? Mm-hmm. I have it on my Steam wish list, top spot. Let's just put it this way. It's this amazing thing where you don't know what's going on when you load up and there's something weird about this world and you have a godlike voice telling you to do these tasks to to prove your worth Mm -hmm. and to ascend to his level, to come Mm -hmm. be with him. But you have to follow my voice, child. It's a very god thing, like trust me, you know. Right. You're in my Eden and Solve these puzzles, prove your challenge worth, do what, exactly what I tell you, come be with me. Interesting. And every time you're doing anything in these levels that are just really weird and abstract, there's a computer terminal in every level, and it's beeping and booping at you, and you start hacking into it, and somebody on the other end of the computer is telling you, don't listen to the voice, listen to me, he's lying. Um, he's not going to do, you know, he's not your savior, you know, you need to break out or whatever. And and you get to this point where you find out there's this giant tower very early on. And the, the godlike voice is like, never enter the tower. Never go to the top. And then the computer guy is like, dude, get to the top. <laughs> and if you try to go up there, he basically cock blocks you the god. But anyways, the point being... <laughs> um, but it, it's amazing. It, it, like... you. The voice on the computer is asking you questionnaires about, like, what do you think consciousness is? And if you answer correctly, you know, I'll give you access to things that you blow your mind. And you're, they're, they're really hard questions, like, yeah. what makes consciousness? Like, all these philosophical things. And then you're also reading these text files about, like, ancient Greek uh, arguments about what is, you know, what is consciousness. And, mm-hmm. it, yeah, mystery, uh, amazing, not portal-like puzzles, but they're the same gratifying kind of puzzles is portal like you're looking at it and you're like oh my god this is way too much and then all of a sudden <laughs> bing you know you get right. it anyways um it's a, and it's a huge game it's probably like 18 hours and oh, wow. there's a 12 hour expansion that comes with it if you buy mm. it as well anyways so that, awesome. that was it yeah Dallas principle your 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 list had a distinct lack of rocket league i'm very disappointed in. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> it's really weird rocket league doesn't even like show up on my radar for like game of the year because i guess like I put it almost like I play like hockey every year. It's just yeah. like it's like this multiplayer sports game that I don't even really think about, you know. Mm-hmm. But when we were playing it, I was like, oh yeah, that should be game of the year because it's so good. So good. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> so thank you for Talos Principle. Even though I think uh, when I was watching you play it, I might have fallen asleep for a little bit. Yeah, I will say the weirdest thing in the world is this whole new uh, what is it called? 
rem, not remote play, but um, uh, share play. Or you share watch, play. Yeah. Neil, um, we were like hanging out playing Destiny or something like that. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna get off and play Talos Principle. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder what that's like. And I'm trying to explain it. And he's like, just let me share play it. Yeah. And so I was like, oh yeah, we can do that. And uh, all of a sudden he, we figured out he logs in and it's like Neil's watching you. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like. Uh, it was just well, weird. Being we watched. have like just everything you do. <laughs> Five minutes. Yeah, I okay. So. I love you guys. Sorry. I'll talk to you. I'll see you later. And it was like uh, it was late at night too. So I know I think how like because I remember at some point uh you playing it and I think I'm pretty sure I passed out for at least a I don't know how long it may have. Yeah, been. I thought you were just so into my puzzle solving skills. Yeah. That, you know. <laughs> well, I was for. A bit, but I I passed out. I have no idea how long it was. But then I remember waking up and like watching it for a little bit more, and then I was like, "Oh man, I think I need to go to bed." Yeah. <laughs> what was your retro game? Oh, I'd or have to game think. that game that you oh, played went back. Well, and yeah, I, I I don't think I played enough of any game that didn't come out this last year. The qualify, I guess, the closest that I actually truly loved, but realized it wasn't going to fit again, was uh my second attempt. At playing, um, I got what is it called? Uh, State of Decay on Xbox One because okay. they re-released it, and I heard such good things about the first one. I had bought it on 360 when it came out because it was so highly praised. Mm-hmm. Uh, played like 30 minutes of it, was like, oh, this is great, but you know, it's a little hardcore. So I'll put it down so I can get to it. Never did, and then when they released the, you know, Game of the Year edition on <laughs> Xbox One, I bought it again, played it for about six hours. And was like, this is way too intense. <laughs> but it was amazing. But the problem with that is it's system heavy. So you literally have to learn so many uh, micromanagement systems to keep your people alive. But it is, it is literally the zombie game to end all zombie games for me. Because for how, I do love, um, you know, um, I'm drawing a blank. What was the um, Naughty Dog one? Last of Us. Last of Us. Mm. Like those, like intense story versions but right. as far as like what it's like to be with a group of people trying to survive a zombie outbreak man that game is like killer if that, <laughs> if that if, if like truly living out the walking dead or something like that mm-hmm. um you know like keeping people alive because you can it's like XCOM, you can lose anybody mm. no playthrough is ever going to be the same exactly minus the location right but it's it's a, a truly a truly amazing game so uh i just not what i was looking to play at the moment cool I'm actually uh, sorry. Uh, I'm surprised that uh, Shovel Knight wasn't on there. Well, Shovel Knight wasn't my game of the year the year before. Yeah, but, uh, like I figured you would have. Like I don't know if you played Plague of Shadows or not. I did not. I, you know, I have it on Vita and the PlayStation Four, and I never went back to play the extra stuff. Plague of Shadows is really good. Yeah, like, I definitely. Plague Knight plays way different. Shovel Knight was like third or second favorite. Yeah, it was. Ago, it was so. in your top three. Yeah, so I definitely uh, need to hit that up. Cool. Well, we are pushing three hours, gentlemen. So how about we uh, we get to special stages? And, Good uh, thing we got Steven out of here. <laughs> I've been trying to do that since hour one. As soon as he went with the uh, the Bowser uh, <laughs> toy. Amiibo <laughs> <laughs> butt plugs, right? Amiibo butt plugs. So uh, who, wants to, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So this weekend is going to be my team, Level 42's annual team meeting. We're sp- we usually do it around Thanksgiving time, but we skipped it this time mm. due to many people in our group having a bunch of like family obligations and stuff like that. Uh, makes sense around the holiday time. Yeah. 
So we're going to be talking about uh, what we can do to improve the team this year, our goals for 2016. More Rocket League. And <laughs> that includes streaming, which like a lot of us like have access to the Level 42 Twitch channel. So mm -hmm. uh, it's part of my plan to release more content in 2016 Excellent. From, from, me, from myself personally. That's awesome. And we're going to have like a big like range of games that we all play. Like a lot of us play fighting games, but uh I'm going to be doing more of like casual playthroughs of like random games, probably like Mario Maker here and there. Handsome Dan's going to do Hearthstone streams. Yeah. That sort of stuff. It's like there there's going to be like a there's going to be an appeal to everyone. Cool. So, and of course, we're going to be like eating a bunch of food and playing a bunch of games. <laughs> can't go wrong with so, that i'm excited about that uh it's on it's on tomorrow so i won't be around with anyone to watch the end of agdq sadly uh, except for them so uh, special. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i don't want to miss this meeting <laughs> i don't feel i feel you Vaughn. neil uh well uh i guess i'm gonna be starting working at gameware again yeah for once a week and what day is that sunday See, at the mall sunday, of louisiana sunday sunday <laughs> Yeah, this is why I can't do Destiny late. You see, I'm yeah. already fall asleep. We know <laughs> you have to be at the top of your game. <laughs> the content we're doing. Yeah. Although I have gotten through uh, many raids by being asleep. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes you literally fell asleep yeah. in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you, Scott? What do you want to plug or uh, talk oh, about non-gaming related? Pull yeah. Out of here. So um, I think January twenty eighth. Mm -hmm. Um. There's a game coming out that I've been waiting for. for Rise of the Tomb Raider on no. PC. I want to say it's 28th. Um, the I'm Dark Tomb Raider I'm, Rises. I'm desperately trying to clear out the games that, like, I'm trying to finish Talos Principle beforehand. Because mm -hmm. I won't be playing anything else for a very long time. I say that, I'll probably play a little Destiny. But <laughs> um, the first follow-up to Jonathan Blow's Braid comes out on January 28th, and that is The Witness. Oh, The Witness. That, that comes out then? Yeah, comes out oh, less than a month. I missed that. I Everything's didn't know, coming out wow. so soon. Wow. And, uh, I've been thinking the I game was coming out. I didn't even think it had been announced. I've listened to so much oh. him talk about this game, and I'm a, a huge fan of his because he breaks down games in ways that I like and that very few people do. Uh, he's very analytical, and he strips things down to the most pure essence of why people play games. And Braid was a great example of that. Braid was the first game that kind of blew my mind on a very deep level. And pretty much Braid is the reason why I started looking at indie games for experiences that I don't get otherwise. You know, looking for experiences that, that rival film and movies, uh, film and books and art for what they could do on a deep level. Um, and so I've always appreciated that. And what I really love about The Witness is that it is not at all a mainstream game. I think it will have appeal to a lot of people. It's a puzzle game. Mm -hmm. um, shrouded in mystery, and you don't know the rules. Yeah. But what I love about it is that who knows if he'll make money off of this, but that dude made so much money off a of Braid, and unlike other developers, he has gone broke <laughs> to make this game. Wow. wow. And, and, and he started making a game that was way past his programming skills, so he hired a team mm -hmm. and pays them out of pocket. Didn't get money from anyone else. There might be some Sony money for a little bit of marketing or whatever. Right. They're, it's going to be on PS4 and PC. Um, but I love that this dude, oh, Braid came out like 2006. Like 
everything is on this game for him. He doesn't <laughs> care. Like, right. he's going to make a game that speaks that I want to listen. Yeah. So, I've been interested in The Witness since the first little water puzzle thing right. I saw. And I was like, yeah, I, I want this. I've actually never played Braid. But I, I do highly another, recommend uh, Soldier Boy's review. Yeah, I saw that. I saw it. <laughs> See, another game like Undertale, I wish I could talk to, about the ending with people uh, or you guys. So, because uh, it did something I've never well, seen. It sounds before. like I have uh, two things to do right after I beat Sunset. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but um, and those are the two expansions. No, uh, <laughs> uh, supposedly fifty, sixty-hour long game. Wow. Whoa. Okay. And he's saying he's being conservative with that. You know, it's in a ballpark of fifty or sixty hours. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's gonna take a while. Bon here will speed run it. You know. But, um, <laughs> I'm kind of semi-retired from speedruns, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I definitely would speedruns only that long. <laughs> awesome. Uh, for mine, I'm getting caught up on some Marvel television programs that I fell behind on. Jessica Jones. I started watching Jessica Jones, which I am enjoying. I heard it was good. Yeah, it's pretty good so far. I'm about halfway through that. It's on Netflix. I went back and watched the first season of Agent Carter, which is on ABC, which is surprisingly okay. Not going to lie, it takes place back in the 40s, and um, it was kind of the the in-between show between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like their little break, which is not a good show, but I keep watching it. But uh, yeah, Jessica Jones is very good. Daredevil Season 2 is in March. Uh, So yeah, exciting stuff for Marvel TV. What happened with Gotham? Or got ham. Oh, uh, I quit watching that. <laughs> I watched season one; it was bad. I have season two on the DVR. I hear it's weird. I heard it, I heard it was terrible. It. Okay, well, um, maybe I won't. it's a show based on a billionaire who uh, dresses up and fights psychopaths. No, he's not that old. He's so only about I ten. Can't, I can't. I heard I, he. I, had, I said based on. Oh, right. I heard he hasn't even shown up yet. So weird no, is Bruce it. weird. Weird is definitely mm, part of about this. The man in the suit, though. No, the he's, Batman. He's twelve years old. It's not gonna be Batman at twelve years old. Oh, okay. Apparently, right. you don't know Batman. <laughs> he was definitely Bat Boy. Oh, is that right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for the uh, Chicago Cubs. <laughs> I wrap the show up for Neil. Just like completely falls asleep. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Adam Arinder. I'm at V for Extreme Twelve. Scott, are you on Twitter? You can come to my house and babysit my kids. Okay. I'm at Frisma Nuts. Yeah, I joined Twitter. He made it. Hello, boys. I'm back. <laughs> if you want to join my Destiny clan, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, no apostrophe. I guess you could <laughs> hit up one of these guys and they'll hook you up with me because I don't do social media. Uh, Except stalk people on Twitter, but I don't yeah. post. Oh. Nice. You can, so uh, you are on Twitter. I do. I, I follow uh, mostly Indeed. The I, will, I will find you. I think it's Scott Bezdak or something. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. It's like a Bezdak. Actually, one of the only people that follows me is some uh, Bezdak is a Czechoslovakian mm. uh, heritage. So someone else. And there's a Pavel Bezdak from Eastern <laughs> European <laughs> that just found me because he typed in Bezdak. Like that's him, funny. Start following me, and he doesn't speak English. I'm change like, your Xbox somehow. name to Pablo. <laughs> Pavel. Pavel. Oh, Pavel. Oh, yeah. Even better. Even better. Yeah. You can find Gameware on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/GamewareBR, as well as the podcast, Facebook.com/slash/GamewareExpress. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, where I post it every week, usually on Friday, sometimes on Saturday, uh, as well as on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Xbox Music. I think that's pretty much it. Scott, thank you so much for, for driving down me, and, uh, and joining us this evening. Um, 
hopefully you will you'll be back again before the end of the year. Yeah, hopefully. We'll, um, we'll see. As the kids get older, it shouldn't be. Yeah, it should be easier. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> but um, it's very therapeutic to come talk. I can imagine to people. I can imagine about, about video year, games. <laughs> a year of stuff I want to talk about built up every time I come here. They just explode on Neil's faces. So. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Neil and Vaughn, thank you for sticking with us. We lost Steven halfway through, but that's okay. We'll let you get to your amiibo butt plugs. Yes. Right about now. We only lost Stephen. Like I really 90%. like. I really like Olimar. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for everyone for listening to whatever happened this episode. I don't even know anymore. God, how? Why did I let him bring that up? <laughs> Until next time. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. Yeah.